Let's go to YGCA. Don't care if you care what I'm gonna say. Joe Boo likes to say that's fair. Bet you probably thought that you just wouldn't care. Don't stop listening to the podcast. Jay Bird joined cause he has a blast. Going viral is in plain sight. Jay Bird guaranteed to say right, right. Make sure that you know we keep it clean. We've heard it both ways. What's that mean? Let's make sure you have your headset. We put our message on the internet. White heat is screaming in the studio. Slop, slop, and slop, slop, and slop, and go. Go ask your friends to come join you. Go all in until you have a break through the show. I love the mics. I drop the beat. Part of the show that can't stop. You gotta know we do it all for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, TYTYDCA. I am the average Joe Boo, here with Jay Bird. Cacao. <laughs> okay, I like it, I like it. Yeah. Season 7 coming yeah, out yeah. with a new, yeah. how you doing? Right, right. Average Joe back, second episode and counting. Let's say that. I, I know, the break's over. I love it. Uh, dude, you, you have had this seat reserved, and it will remain reserved, just so you're aware. I appreciate that. I mean, Absolutely. you got you to come back and... Uh, Defend the title. Absolutely. And then, and then especially especially in full force, might I add, full glass of Sonic iced tea. Unsweet extra lemons. You Unsweet know me. extra lemons. You got your at. keep it clean hand sanitizer. And you forgot to hold the sign up. I'd appreciate that. It's okay. We're always here unless we're gone. Mm, you know? That's, that's fair. Clearly. Yep. Clearly. That's fair. And then returning guest, uh, third, fourth episode. A fourth. A fourth. Courtney Farrell. Courtney, how you doing, buddy? Soon to be a I'm member awesome. of the Five I'm Timers awesome. Club. Soon to I'm be there. potentially, maybe maybe even a super fan. Yeah. We, we have to crown that because currently our super fan is no longer super. Right? <laughs> he, he's not listening near as often as he was. I don't see him promoting either. He's, he's he, not, he's he couldn't pushing. join today. He had a daughter's basketball game, and he joined last week. So, I mean, come wow. on. Should we judge him? Yeah. Should we judge? I'm thinking we should. Yeah. He, I mean, could, she might have 12 how, basketball yeah, games this season. Right. season there's, seven only, there's only one season seven premiere. There's only one halftime show a year. Yeah. I mean, I know, I come know. on. You know I got what, five. I got six mics. Matter of fact, here's the deal. You want the part of the problem though is no, I don't. I want you to tell is me that uh, you are recording. Uh huh. Our intro songs now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, clearly, and, and you've relieved him of that responsibility. So you think he might have he take a shot in the gut there? He might have been. Yeah, okay. I mean because ain't nothing but a Joe thing is a classic. That's it's a banger. It is. It's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. Uh, we will if you would like to hear it later. We will play it for you. Okay, it's a good one. I, I, we, did we I ever do? We got Joe's and we got Joe's in low places, or was that, that what? Uh, I definitely did. Uh, a friends in low places. Mm, I yeah, believe yeah. Uh, Jay Bird and I. Recorded yeah, that, that was a good one. one. Uh, but I, I on on my little stream deck here, I have. All, all of the uh, all of the potential intro songs that that Jay Bird and I have done, and or just I have done, and uh, I might I might tell you it's phenomenal. I'm just saying. I'm just saying this stream deck is gold. I mean, right here if it, was this, CD, it might be platinum. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if it, maybe if it's probably on people's mixtapes. If it's not, it better be ringtones. It's fair. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's what we need for 2022. Average Joe's media ringtones. That's right. That's right. I'll make. I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Okay. So uh, before we get started, we have uh, we have a couple little uh, uh, pieces of useless information about football that I just want to share with you guys. Okay. Are y'all ready for this? Ready. Okay. First, uh, did you know? Did you know? Here we go. 
Did you know that in the four professional major North American sports, baseball, basketball, football, and hockey, only eight teams' nicknames do not end in S? Can y'all name them? Repeat that question one more time. Only eight teams' nicknames, like the Cowboys, right. do not end with an S. Can you name them? Washington football team. Oh, okay. Uh, let's. They were the Redskins when this was written. Okay. Uh, so let's call it last year. <laughs> okay. Can you name them? I'll kick, I'll kick you off. The Miami Heat. The Miami Heat is one. Okay. It might get you going good. Yeah. Hmm. The Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> None of them are football teams, by the way. All football See, teams. See, that's why I was thinking S. football. Yeah. Just. Uh, Orlando Magic. Boston Red Sox. Chicago White Sox. Those end in X's. Colorado. That is kind of cheating. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Mm. Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Minnesota Wild. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's useless, but it's interesting. Okay. Uh, and then a couple other football Facts. You ready for this? Yep. Blue 42, hut. That's the title of this little section. Green Bay Packers quarterback Matt Hasselbeck has been struck by lightning twice in his life. Wow. Needs to get right. Yeah. Right? He needs to maybe pray a little bit. Yeah, go to you know? church. Change your ways. It's it not ta- blaspheming. It takes 3,000 cows to supply the NFL with enough leather for a year's supply of footballs. Mm. Why'd they call a pigskin then? False advertising. That, that's, I think it originally was, it, though, it wasn't it? Probably it probably was. Pigs were probably cheaper to, you know, skin. And Here's what I want to know. If, if the uh, environmentalists get their way uh-huh. and we no longer get to have cows on the earth, Ooh. will they have vegan leather uh-huh. that Tofu the footballs leather. are made of? Faux, faux footballs? Faux skin? Yeah, yeah impossible footballs. Fair. <laughs> oh, man. Pizza uh all right, an American football has four seams. <laughs> in case y'all didn't know this, an American football has four seams. The Super Bowl is broadcast in 182 countries. That is more than 88% of the countries in the world. That's, in my opinion, that's, that's pretty spectacular. Uh, and when the University of Nebraska Cornhuskers play football at home, the stadium becomes the state's third largest city. Just the stadium. I didn't know that. You did? Wow. My wife's in Nebraska. I hear. Oh, yeah. Time. I mean, I mean, it there, makes sense. There ain't nobody in that it. state on a game day except in the stadium. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like uh, Iowa, I would think, right? Very similar. Yeah. Well, yeah. They used to use I mean, a pig's bladder uh-huh. for a football. Oh, is that? Like, you, just, you just looked they that up. used it to inflate it. I appreciate that. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Soon we may have some football trivia from the Man Cave book. Also, one of the. Uh, this is one of the. Perennial uh, stocking stuffers from from my my mother. Whenever Christmas comes around, she gives me the bathroom funny stuff book, oh, the man cave <clears throat> football oh, trivia, the book. average Joe Boo's mom, yeah, uh, and then just uh, useless information stuff like that. Mama Joe, uh, listen, if you gotta if you gotta take a deuce, maybe hashtag Crohn's, mm. then you might want to be looking at some football trivia or some uh, bathroom funny stuff books. True. I'm just Shout saying. out to Crohn's. True. I'm just saying. Yep. Okay, so uh, dropping them dizzles. That's right. <laughs> So we yep. are going to, uh, we are going to, here's what we're going to do. We are going to talk about a little 
Football Halftime Show Volume, volume three. 3. Okay, so guys, uh right now we have uh we have a picture or not a picture, we have a piece of paper that has every team's current records on it. We also have a piece of paper that is laminated for uh, longevity's sake because what we do is we keep these on the locker that is right behind Courtney Farrell here. And uh, this is what we do. Courtney, throw that in the camera right there. This is the old Average Joe's. uh, The old Average Joe's Super Bowl 55 prediction that we had during, it was what, week eight, nine last year? Yeah. And uh, he predicted the Buccaneers and the Chiefs uh, make the Super Bowl and the Bucks beat the Chiefs. And mm. that is exactly what happened. Uh, the is. score he had was 64. I believe the, the final score was about 39, uh, 39 or 40, something yeah, like, like that. Yeah. But uh, nobody else picked the Bucks, so there was no tiebreaker or anything like that. And that's ultimately what the score is for, just in case two people pick the same winner. Uh, then if, if they both pick the same combo, then we have points. Uh, and then, uh, if we're just, if we're just for, you know, for posterity's sake, looking at Super Bowl 54, there is the old Joe Boo's winning, winning predictions. Uh, I believe, uh, the score was uh, combined 62. I picked the Chiefs over the Niners, and then, uh, I picked a 63, 63 point combined total. So, uh, super close there. Uh, and that's how we kicked off Volume 1. That right there was right. the winner of Volume 1 of the halftime show. And so today we're going to do Volume 3. We have uh, our blank sheets. Guys, there are – I printed out 12, I believe. That way if you, you know, if you mess up or whatever, if you, if you, you pick something, we're writing in Sharpie so it stays. And uh, so if you pick something, you don't want to scratch it out or you don't – you know, you want to have a nice clean sheet, you can use one for uh, – uh, Jay Bird, there's there's multiple right here for you. Okay. Uh, you can use one for scratch page. You know, you can mm-hmm. put some stuff down. If you don't like it, scratch it out, put what you want, and then you can transfer it to a clean sheet, nice displayable sheet over here on nice. the lockers. The final draft. That's right. And we, uh, we have highly unapologetics picks. That's right. We have Adam Walker. Adam is in San Antonio. And, uh, you know, uh, we did this. Uh, we planned this last minute, actually. Yep. I think we planned this this morning. When I say we, I mean I. Yeah. And uh, that's fair. I had something else in mind, and then uh, you know I didn't. Omaha want to, called an audible. I didn't want. That's right. That's right. I didn't want to start season seven off with with what that was going to be. Maybe we'll we'll hang on to it. And uh, yeah. maybe season seven, episode two, will be what we were going to do. But uh, but what we do is uh, we have these. We're going to dissect each of these conferences. We're going to start with the AFC. Take a little break. Uh, do a little football trivia, maybe do a little uh, a little conversation between just a a little a little jawing back and forth after we pick our AFC picks, and then after that little break, we're going to go into the NFC picks as well. So uh, another thing that we have for you, hopefully it shows here. We have uh, the standings for you. We have the standings for you that you should be able to see. Uh, momentarily, we're going to make sure that that display is given to us. Here we go. And boom, there we go. You might see it. There you go. 
There you go. So we're going we're gonna to flash that off and on the screen. And so you can see the teams. You can see their records. You can see some of the stuff that we're seeing as well. So you don't have to go back and forth if you are following along. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, well, then you're just going to have to take our word for what we say is, is what the sheets say. That's fair? Fair. fair. Any, any questions, objections, uh, thoughts, anything before we get going? No? Good stuff. That's, that's what I'm talking about. People who comply. All right. With, with the show. Okay, we're going to talk about the AFC East, guys. We're talking about the Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, and the Jets. What we want to look at is who do you think is going to come out of this, uh, of this division victorious, uh, put themselves in the playoffs, and then, uh, and then potentially have a chance to go on the Super Bowl. So, we got the Bills, 6-3. and three. The Patriots, 6-4. and four. The Patriots are an interesting horse in this race, in my opinion. The Dolphins are 3-7. and seven. The Jets are 2-7. and seven. This, in my opinion, is one of the worst divisions currently. Uh, I believe there are two divisions that are uh, worse than this one. Based on the current records right now, uh, based on the lower teams and, uh, and you know, who, the, who they're playing uh, the the Bills play their teams twice in their division, right? Each team plays yep. each team twice. So there's six games that the AFC East has to play, and four of those games right now appear to be, I'm not going to say automatic wins because we just saw the, the Dolphins beat the Ravens, which who nobody in our pick'ems anticipated that. Right. And then, uh, then we also saw the Jets beat somebody a couple teams last couple weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, the Jaguars beat the Bills. So I'm not going to say they're automatic because that's just that's, that's too superlative in my opinion. However, we do have a high likelihood that the Bills and the Patriots are the two horses in that division. Unquestioned two horses. So a couple of things. Right now we have points for in favor of the Bills, points against also in favor of the Bills, barely on the points for. But the points against, in my opinion, with the Patriots largely came at the beginning of the year. Their first three games or so, uh, maybe the first four, they were a brand-new quarterback having to completely revamp everything since Brady left. Last year was a bust with Newton. Um, I mean, the Patriots are starting over at square one again for a year two in a row, right? right. Uh, and right now, Mac Jones looks like he's – has something that maybe he could be an up-and-coming star. Um, he's a pocket passer. He's very similar to how Brady plays uh, or played back in the day, probably still plays. And uh, in the last five games, five or six, I believe six games, they are uh, five and one, and their only loss came to the Cowboys in overtime. And they, they pushed that game, whatever the, whatever the Cowboys gave the Patriots, they took all the way until uh, Dak scored the, uh, or not Dak, uh, well, yeah, Dak threw it, and Lamb caught the uh, uh, sudden death touchdown, right? right? The only rule in in overtime rules where if you score a touchdown in the first possession, game over, right? Uh, so no chance in overtime for Mac Jones. The Cowboys took care of it, but they at least gave themselves that opportunity. Uh, they were super close to being uh, a six-game win streak, and right now they're a four-game win streak after the loss to the Cowboys, putting themselves right in the mix for AFC East. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about the AFC East right now? Yeah, I'm definitely going Bills. Bills? 
Okay. Even with the nine to six loss over the Jags, yeah. where the uh, Patriots in their last six games have not had anything close to sniffing a, a bad loss like that. Yeah, I mean, they got. I'm pulling up some schedules here. They got the Colts, the Saints, Patriots, Bucks, Patriots again, Panthers, Falcons, and Jets again. The Bills do. Yeah. Uh, Panthers, Falcons are on that list. Who else was on that list that's not in their division? Uh, Colts. Colts? Okay. Cuffs. Colts is going to be a tough beat. Colts, Saints, and Bucks. Saints, you never know what you're going to get. Saints, are the Saints at home? Um, it's not indicating. Well, who's, the, who's the second team listed? What, on, okay, yeah. So the second team is the Saints. Okay, so they'll be at home. Yep. Uh, and so the Saints in New Orleans is a tough win. I don't care who you are. I mean, the, the, for Brady, that's like one of his Achilles heels over his like 20-year career, right. the Saints at home. So, uh, anyway, okay, so the Bills got, what, three four tough games based on how things look right now. Everything else appears to be a, a win for them, which, of course, we thought the Jags was going to be a win, but, right. but it, it didn't turn out to be. What about the Patriots? What's their schedule coming out? <laughs> one second. Yeah. No, no, take your time. I, I think the Patriots are, are, a, are a very solid chance of winning this division. So they have left the Falcons. Uh, I think they're playing the, the, you know, each division plays the same division. Yep. So it's, it's kind of the same thing. Falcons, uh-huh. Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills again. Okay, uh, so they got Jaguars the Bills to play twice. And Dolphins. They got the Bills to play twice. They yeah. haven't played. They also yet. have the Jags and the Dolphins too. Though. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I mean, the Bills had the Jags, and that's one of their three losses. Yeah, but the Dolphins right. love to beat the Patriots. That's fair. Any that's the thing about these games. Any divisional game is is not guaranteed right. a win. I mean, it's one of the most difficult things to do to play against the teams that hate you the most. Right? They're out to win against you. They're out to even if they are terrible teams. When the when when Washington and the Giants and the Eagles are terrible teams and Dallas is doing well, they play harder against the Cowboys because they want to be the team that that disrupts that that chemistry. They want to help themselves, obviously, and they help themselves the most when they beat division the division opponents. Right. So uh, the Patriots with two more games against the Bills. That's okay. That's going to be something that's that's probably more along the lines of the Bills hitting that division. Uh, I'd see. I didn't realize that they had two more against them. The Dolphins. Dolphins. It kind of depends on who you're seeing. Which Dolphins team's coming out at you? Yeah. You know. Uh, so, and then they play the Jets again. Oh, maybe yep. not. They may yeah, have already they, played they, them twice. Uh, no, they, no. Yeah, they already did. Yep. Okay, but so okay. So they also got the Titans, eight and two currently. Okay, and we'll yep. get to that in a minute. So the Patriots have a a, in my opinion, a tougher schedule on paper currently than the bills have correct okay so we'll see if that old mac jones rookie uh magic is happening is going to keep mm-hmm. happening over the you know next few games uh so bills okay i'm gonna say bills coming out of that division uh patriots uh patriots potentially that you know they're in the mix for a uh a, a, one of the three wild card spots so all right let's yep. see let's see what do we got going on next next we have the ravens uh, AFC North. That's what we have. The AFC North. Did I not keep the AFC East? West. There. We're going to do the AFC West. That's what yeah. we're going to do. This one to me is intriguing. Okay. This one is probably one of the best 
divisions in terms of uh, who is currently playing in it. Uh, probably one of the most parodied divisions where uh, this year, at least alone, where it doesn't, you have no idea who is actually going to come out of this, right? If you're looking at history, you're looking at the Chiefs going to be coming out of this. The last three years, the Chiefs have taken care of this division. But this year, they're like leading the league in turnovers. Right. And so uh, that can come up and bite anybody if you're just going to keep turning the ball over. So, uh, anyways, we got the Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos, AFC West. Uh, I keep, I forget that this, uh, this program here, you know, it, it – organizes everything by uh alpha right so i did i did the east west in order but then it you know it, it rearranged them for me which was nice and uh, not cool anyways uh chiefs chargers raiders and broncos we have six and four five and four five and four five and five um uh, i'm still a believer that that mahomes is going to get out of his funk and that the chiefs are going to take care of uh this division uh, I think it's going to be one of the closest races it's been in three years, maybe four, even with that Alex Smith year uh, when he came over to the Chiefs for the first time. Um, but the Raiders haven't done anything consistently this year. They seem to win one, lose one, win one, lose one. The Broncos the same. The Chargers started off, what, 3-0? and and now they were looking good. Yeah, the Chargers looked awesome. That Herbert guy looked like he was going to be yeah. the next coming of, of football Jesus, I like to say, and, and then he just – he just tailed off. And so maybe it's the whole team. Maybe it's that defense. You look at their points per game, 228 points per game. Uh, I mean, that's not good. That's not good. Raiders are in the same boat. And how are the Broncos at 5-5 five and five last in their division? Well, I guess that's just the, the numbers, how those shake out based on the bye week. But they've only given up 183 points uh, in 10 games. I mean, that's, well, I think it's because their offense is trash. Well, yeah, that's fair. But that just means that the games that means they're they're keeping themselves in games. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And there's the disparity against Dallas where they scored thirty and gave up zero, and that's included in here. Which this doesn't show all those disparities, right? It doesn't show the huge blowout games where now we're averaging those in to normal fourteen to seventeen point games or whatever, right? So, anyways, you got the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos, the, the universe corrected itself last week. I, I made this post where the Broncos got beat by uh, the Eagles, and uh, that put their their statistic. It was a fun little statistic that they put up for the Broncos. Before they played Dallas, they were 4-0 against teams that currently had a losing record. They were 0-4 against teams that currently had a winning record. So, of course, the stat jinx. Now they beat Dallas, who was 6-2 and at the time. And then now, or six and one at the time, and so that gave them a one win against a winning record team. Well, uh, the Eagles have a three and six record, and uh, and they beat the Broncos this this week. So it gave them that uh, that loss against a team with a losing record. So you know, universe kind of corrected itself right there. But that kind of shows you how ordinarily average the Broncos are, right? I mean, they win one, they lose one, they they beat a good team, they lose to a terrible team. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat, but they, they can't really stay in the games of the teams that uh, that might challenge them. Anyways, I, I'm having a hard time with the Chargers. Nothing sustainable over the last how many years since Philip Rivers was in there. I mean, they were yeah, they were LT. good fantasy wise, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, LT back in the what was that mid ninety or mid aughts, early to mid aughts. 
Uh, I, I just feel like the Raiders, the Raiders to me, I thought for sure after Gruden, it was going to be a dumpster fire. And then with, was it Ruggs? Uh-huh. Oh, second goodness. controversy. Uh-huh. But I, I, I think the team's still holding together. I mean. Well, I mean, other than last night's 41-14 to 14 loss against the Chiefs, right? They were in the game for, there were for some stupid quite mistakes. a bit of the game until end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, Chiefs just ran away with it. Right. Um, but have you seen the stat where their their draft class from 2019 or 2020, I forget what it is, but their draft class, they have one person that is a contributing player on their roster of the seven or eight guys they drafted that year. Everybody else has been It's cut. pretty rough. Uh, uh, is in jail, um, has, has been traded away because their garbage yeah. or is on the – uh, is on the developmental team or whatever. It was. It, it'll go down as one of the worst draft classes maybe in history. Uh, anyways, I'm thinking the Chiefs are going to pull it out here. Um, if they if they do anything consistent like they did last week, then uh, then or this past game, then they're going to start to pull away. And I think that's what's ultimately going to happen. They're going to right the ship. They're good. They're too good of a team in my opinion to keep playing average football. A lot of it's self-inflicted, but you know, whenever you hurt yourself and find a way to win the past three games, yeah, you'll get it right. Mahomes get back to being Mahomes, and they're going to win. They'll win this division for sure. Yeah. Well, see, I think they got a little lucky with uh, Aaron Rodgers testing positive for COVID, not playing. Right, him him doing his whole misleading thing where he said he's immunized and not vaccinated when the question was asked, "Are you vaccinated?" Did y'all hear any of that? Yeah, he gave a nice little interview that said, "Yeah, I'm immunized." Okay, so he got COVID back in 2019 or, or early 2020, and so he has some immunity towards it, and that's what he was saying. Well, no, no, he was going through um, a series of uh, homeopathic treatments, and he also, I think, had gotten the the Re- Re- Regeneron okay. antibodies. He was getting that done proactively. Oh, okay. So in from his perspective with some of his medical staff, okay, he was immunized. So he never got COVID because people are getting it a second time now, like the flu. I mean, it's people, uh, regardless, vaccinated yeah, think, or not, they're getting it again. Yeah, I think this was his first time to get it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I just assume because, I mean, when you get something like that, you generally don't get it for the next year or maybe a little longer because you do have that natural immunity to it, largely speaking, right. with diseases. So I thought that's what it was. He got it. Nobody really knew it because it was off season or whatever. And then. He's immunized because he has. Yeah, no, that, that's, I mean, a little side note. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what ultimately happens from a medical historical perspective because right. the SARS viruses, like the COVIDs, mm-hmm. um, they the, historically have had much longer immunities hmm. in previous ones, like the swine flu and the avian right. flu and whatnot. Right. And so I think it'll be interesting. But. Okay. Well, and so anyway, so you had the the little bit of a luck where he wasn't uh, playing for the the Packers two games ago against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs end up winning. Uh, They're still playing against a first round quarterback. That's fair. Did you see where they we put talk, his? Are we mama? talking about Jordan Love? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see where they put his mama? It was where? horrible. Like in the, the parking lot. Pretty basically, much. Basically, it was the highest. The highest, and probably on the, the end zone. Yeah. The the, the wor- literally the worst seat. Yeah. Well, her son should city. be playing in Green Bay. That was a terrible. Well, miscarriage of drafting right there. Who was so, the guy? I mean, is he a good quarterback? Him, I don't know anything about him, but I remember seeing some expose about him going out and hunting and whatnot, and like he just seemed like he was just like this, like almost like a Brett Favre esque. Can't, can't remember his name though. Yeah, uh, Brett Favre. 
No, the the Favre. the, the backup yeah. for Rogers uh, several years ago. When Hun- was it Hunley out of U- UCLA? That might have been. That sounds right. That sounds like a name I'm, yeah. I heard. Okay, so uh, we're looking at the. Chi- I'm looking at the Chiefs. I don't know what you guys are looking for, and that's up to you guys. Uh, we're gonna go with the AFC North next. The AFC North. Looking at these, this is now the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Browns. This one, in my opinion, is as or more interesting than the AFC West. We have six and three Ravens, five and three Steelers, five. And, oh, I'm sorry, five, three and one Steelers, Bengals, Browns. Uh, the Browns were coming off uh, what we everybody thought to be a division-winning uh, caliber team last year. And then coming into the season, expecting the Browns to make a splash, and then now o, uh, Odell Beckham causing whatever havoc he's causing now out of there playing for the Rams. Um, you have Chubb has been on and off the field injured. You have uh, Kareem Hunt been on and off the field injured. You have Baker Mayfield playing average. Yeah, he's going to have to have. I don't. I I'll be I'll be surprised if he makes it the rest of the season. I kind of will be too. And I don't know, know if it's he's going to have hurt. To, yeah, well, they already said he's going to have to have surgery Did he? on his non-throwing shoulder. Okay. Yeah, see, I hadn't heard that yet. But I'm looking at it from how do they score 45 points or whatever it was against the Bengals who have been playing well and hold the Bengals to, I don't know, what was it, 14 points or something? Yeah. It was. I mean, it was nothing. And then they come out against uh, who they play yesterday. Uh, they lost yesterday. Um, who was Hold it? Hold on. Who uh, was it? The Patriots. They played okay, and they to seven, and they absolutely got dismantled. The same way they they just threw uh, the Bengals around, they got thrown around the very next week. Any given Sunday, absolutely. Yep. That's absolutely. I think that's the theme of the season. Well, absolutely. and I mean, how many? We're talking about injuries. How many? Everybody's riddled with injuries more so than than ever before. And then also car crashes. Yeah. Well, like was J- it jail time for people? Was it like three weeks ago? I sent you that one thing that uh, Jackson had sent me, where like I think eight or ten starters were out a couple weeks ago for Cleveland one week. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was right before they played the Bengals. Yeah, and so I think the Bengals are on the on the come up, man. I think they are too. I think Burrow is better than what he put out last year, but I think the team around him is better. Jamar Chase was a great addition for that team. Uh, I think getting rid of AJ Green was huge because he was—he's just an old—he's—he's—he's he's, he's an old player. He still has some value, but if—if if he's going to be the one that's expected to be throwing the ball to every time, at as one of the oldest receivers in the game right now, it's probably not going to be as effective as he was ten years ago. I like them giving—I like him having a young supporting cast that they're going to be able to grow and develop with. Absolutely. Was the the was the tight end uh, Uzoma 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 Uzoma. Yeah. And then Boyd's still good too. Uh, I think he's good. Tyler Boyd's he's only like his third or fourth year in the league. Yep. Um, I, Higgins looks like he's going to be pretty good as a uh, kind of a an Alvin Harper type of receiver, a, a complimentary receiver. Um, and then uh, Mixon right now, the running back in my opinion is where they probably need to address that sooner than later. Mixon is injury prone. Giovanni Bernard is old and fairly ineffective. Uh, oh, sorry, he's not even there. Giovanni uh, Bernard went to the Bucks. Yeah, uh, but Mixon is, is becoming ineffective. I think he's having well, after good he games, got, but well, after he t- he tore his, his knee up last year, I think they spent more 
more money, more draft picks on their on their line than any other organization did. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. running back next year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's a soon address. Uh, Mixon might have a couple more solid years in him, but they're going to have to be looking at running back pretty soon. And I think they're going to have to be getting that Tony Pollard type of guy who comes in and plays behind Mixon and limits Mixon's touches. Not to, to get sidetracked, but golly, Pollard's good. Very good. I mean, I mean, uh, we'll yeah, I'm serious. No, I, I'd be fine with that. Let, let's let's save some money Absolutely. and let him go someplace else because Pollard, Pollard produces. We've never yard after carries. We've never had a Darren Sproles type running back, in my opinion. We've never had one at, at, in the Cowboys. He's getting yards at the and carry like Derrick Henry. and He's half the size. Well, agree, but he's also explosive out of the backfield uh, with, yeah, with very catching. Versatile. And I mean, yeah. he's he's very much a a. Everybody knows who's keeping up with football over the past decade. Everybody knows who Darren Sproles was. He was that guy that could light the fire on offense because he could make a play out of nothing because he was so versatile. Mm-hmm. And he kept getting a job because every team knew they could use him somewhere. And so, uh, but Wait. but. They, but see, that's the thing is that he never sustained one place long enough to really establish himself. He was also behind LaShawn McCoy. He was also behind some of these per- perennial starters. And so I think he got a little bit uh, like put on the back burner because of his size pros- most likely. Well, they talk about like, you know, uh, Zeke's whole feed me thing. But to me, Pollard's the one that's more hungry. He's been playing behind Zeke his basic, you know what I mean, in college the whole nine yards. Yeah. And he's probably getting tired of it. He's working harder, and you can see it. So, yeah. no, I, I think we should trade, trade Zeke. Now, remember, they talk about his durability and getting back to the ASC, but he's six foot 218. Like, he's not a small dude. Right. He's yeah. no Zeke. He's not a brick house. Right. He's a big dude. Like, he can carry the yeah. load. Yeah. Well, but so, when you put them together, he looks small. For sure. I mean, it's comparative, obviously, but he looks like the smallest guy on the field, even though he's probably in the – the average of the position. Right. Just way you explosive know? like you think he'd be a lot. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, but anyways, so the Bengals, in my opinion, the Bengals need to get a guy like that to play some reps, spell Mixon to keep Mixon as effective as he needs to be uh, within the next within the next year or two. Looking at this division, I'm going to buy into the Ravens, uh-huh. yep. and then I'm going to have the Bengals leapfrogging the Steelers. That's well, like a be- quarterback there are absolute mess. Ben, Ben. Big Ben needs to go Will ahead. Will this be the first year that, that Tomlinson doesn't make it to the playoffs? In a while. In a very possibly. long time. No, I think he, isn't he made it every season since he's coached the Steelers? Uh, it's been something. It's been very close to that. They made it last, they made it last year? Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly. As like the seventh seed or something. I mean, it, they were one yeah. of the lowest seeds. Right. Uh, the, the problem right now, and the prob- this is the problem with, with keeping a game as a tie. The tie is going to be the mm-hmm. thing that keeps the Steelers ahead oh, of the nice. Bengals. Uh, longer than maybe it should have. They and just, they tied the Lions. That's the first game the Lions hadn't lost all year. <laughs> I just don't understand Garbage. why the Steelers can't. They've had some good talent, uh-huh. but they can't just – I don't know. They just can't put it all together with the, with, with the cast of characters. Okay, so my, my opinion, I think Roethlisberger needs to go ahead and retire. Yes. He, yes. He, his effectiveness came early in his career, the two Super Bowls. Uh, he was a solid – consistent quarterback year in year out for 10 years roughly that may he might be on his he might be on his 13th 14th season something like that he's in there and uh but his effectiveness was extremely consistent over the first decade the last four or five years injuries um 
subpar performance on a regular basis, and it's almost like a just a will to try to regain some of that that efficiency that he had that 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 impact that he truly had whenever he was young on the team. Now, do y'all think they need to draft? Do you think they need to go after like? Uh, not not necessarily like an, a veteran for a bridge, but try to invest in one of these younger quarterbacks that you know might not be in a good fit. Well, that wants to get traded. Well, that's the that's a difficult question because you can't you can't know what you're getting from a guy who never plays, and you can see what a draft pick has done in his. Co- I mean, it's college to pros, right? So it's not apples to apples, but you can at least see his his versatility, his capabilities. Game in, game out, under fire, right? They right. got they got potentially NFL style rushers coming at the quarterback, but if a guy's not playing, you have to hope that you see a good training session or two before you truly, you know, right. invest into him. It's, that's a tough decision. Uh, Brady was a backup, right? Everybody seems everybody was a backup. Rodgers was a backup to Favre. Uh, Bledsoe, good quarterback, consistent quarterback, uh, never could really do much consistently uh, in terms of getting plays in the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, but, I mean, he was uh, he was like a Phillip Rivers, in, except in a time when they ran the ball more than threw the ball. Uh, it, he just, you know, he was a good quarterback and that was it. And he played in front of Tom Brady. As soon as he got hurt, Brady came in and then everybody, nobody looked back at Bledsoe. Bledsoe then came to the Cowboys for a year or two and – I believe that's when he got hurt. Romo came in. I mean, Bledsoe had a a pretty unlucky career of injuries, and then somebody coming in and taking his job. Right. Um, but you, you got to look at if you're looking at quarterback, what you you really have to look at what type of offense are you going to run? Are you going to run what Kansas City is doing, where they allow the running back to or the quarterback to flush out and make plays on his own? Uh, or, or improvise quite a bit. Uh, you have the West Coast. You have a, a run-heavy offense. You have pocket passers. You have passing on the run on a regular basis. You have somebody who's going to throw the ball deep. You got somebody who's going to check down. Uh, you got people who are calling plays at the line. People who aren't. People who are relying on the people uh, calling the plays from the sideline right. to make the right decision. There's a lot of factors that go into it, and it's very difficult to compare the quarterbacks. Uh, just who is going to be the best? Um, that's in my opinion, it's very difficult to say who they go after, because um, nobody, Patriots aren't getting rid of Mac Jones anytime soon. Uh, Dolphins, I think they like Tua at that spot for for quite a while. Uh, who's another young quarterback that? Uh, uh, you got Trey Lance in San Fran. I mean, what's he gonna be doing? He he might be available. Because they like Garoppolo in San Francisco right now, and he's Garoppolo's a good. Well, I'm hearing a lot a, of people are game really manager. wanting to set Garoppolo and, and play Trey Lance the rest of the season. He'll get hurt sooner or later. They'll get their chance to look at him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because San, I mean, San Francisco is not what they were two years ago. Whenever they went Super Bowl, nope. uh, that I mean, you want to talk about flash in the pan? That's what that's what San Francisco was. They, I I love their front office, but I, I think they're going to have to make a coaching change. That, that's. I mean, that's a tough decision, dude. Well, then you're saddled with Trey Lance because that was, I mean, that's a Shanahan guy there. We got Justin Fields over in Chicago as well. Um, Versatile player, apparently. He's got a little promise, man. He's got a little promise. Do what? They wouldn't get rid of him. Well, but that's what I'm saying is that right now he's, you know, meh. And if somebody's looking for a match to be lit and something happened immediately, looking for that flash in the pan to try to regenerate the 
the franchise or whatever, or the interest in the well, it's the Bears. They're, they have a pretty huge following. But uh, but anyways, if they're looking for the flash in the pan, they might be like, okay, Fields wasn't what we what we thought he was going to be, and so maybe we need to to look a different direction. Um, you don't have you don't have too many guys who aren't playing right now, where teams are just going to automatically write them off, and then the Patriots have somebody they can invest in. You're going to be looking at a Cooper Rush. You're going to be looking at somebody who wants to not be a backup, and then it's not going to be guaranteed that they're going to be a starter over in over in Pitt because they were a backup and they were backup for a reason, right? I mean. Backups aren't ready to be starters yet. Well, what about the – who's the guy in uh, Indianapolis that was a starter before Wentz got there? Brissett? Maybe yeah. take a chance and fly on something like that for a third or fourth round because the quarterback draft this year is not going to be deep. No, mm-hmm. I, I've so, heard that yeah. the quarterbacks this year coming out are meh. Meh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may be good uh, good backups, you know, come in, play a game, manage a game or two, uh, get you – but 500 when a, when a starter goes down or something like that. Well, maybe. you know, given that they had a tolerance for Ben, maybe they signed – I mean, they go after Deshaun Watson <laughs> because they didn't care about it when Ben did it. Well, see, I think, that, I think that Deshaun Watson has, has some life left in him. Where that's going to be, I don't know if he fits in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has not – when's the last time Cord, uh, Cordell Stewart – yeah. When they had a mobile quarterback, how long ago was that? Better part of 20 years? I but mean, Deshaun can't throw from the pocket. Yeah, Deshaun, He can, Deshaun's but he's more of a mobile talented. guy. Right. You know, right. so like, I'm just saying, I don't know if he fits based on what, his, what he has done and what they're going to be judging what he did versus what they want to see. Well, me personally, if I'm looking at it, I, you don't have the investment you need in an offensive line to go get you a a mobile high, guy. Right. So yeah. if you got a guy that can move the pocket and you got a first round out of um, Harris – yeah, you know, can, can that's fair. Kind of hammer it down. Najee a little bit. You got some, is, right, you uh, got some leeway. So you got your play action with your boot week. I mean, you yeah. really kind of open it up and yeah. freeze defenses. Not, not to agree not with to, you. Not to get way over into into NSC though, but uh, you know, there I've heard there's been some pretty consistent rumors that uh, Seattle and uh, Wilson are going to part ways. Yeah, really. Well, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows how legitimate it is, but what, I could see him wanting to do that. That'd be huge. That when? would put them right back in their own division, I think. Yep. You can get Russell Wilson in there. Oh, uh, in Pittsburgh? Immediately. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He makes a difference anywhere right he goes. He, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, at what point in time has Seattle ever built a team around Russell Wilson? I don't think they ever have, no, and they no. and and he took them to a Super Bowl. And they don't plan to. It doesn't seem like it. Exactly. Well, I Car- mean, Carroll's the oldest oldest coach ever now. I think, and so he, he's not. You mean the one that's been in the league the longest no, based on all the teams? Uh, coaching a game at his age. Oh, okay. I think he okay. surpassed the uh, yeah, the Andy, journeyman Andy coach that. That, that, no, the, the guy that the guy that filled in for the Texans last year, oh. I think. You know what I'm talking about, the defensive coordinator? Romeo Carmel? Yeah, I, I think Romeo? so. Yeah, I think he had gotten it. Okay. And then now I think Pete Carroll is the oldest. But I think he's going to be done soon. And a new coach coming in. He's going to do what new coaches Clean do. Break. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, so they're going to find somebody to replace Wilson when Wilson gets disgruntled yeah. in, in the next year or two, and he's out. Well, he, he's trying to get his way to Chicago last year, it sounds like. Yeah. He's trying Wilson to was? Yeah. There's a lot of talk about what they would give up, and it was okay. hot and heavy, and it kind of just faded away. So. Well, okay, so, I mean, if you're Russell Wilson, is Chicago the place you want to land? I, I mean, they're so loyal. And I don't think it is. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think the Seahawks look at Russell Wilson as a – 
the guy. You know, I yeah. think he wants to go somewhere where he is the guy, where he's Fair. beloved by the Absolutely. fans. And a market Absolutely. that's going right. to really uh, support him and give him that opportunity to earn that extra income and everything. Well, and if you think about it, there are two or three right now that would do that. Pittsburgh is one of them, and Ben is on his way out. Uh, Chicago is a, has a huge football town. Yeah. Uh, who else might have a, uh, a following where they would Plus, know, have Russell's a beloved loved, quarterback? loved outside of football a lot, doing the award shows, the things with the youth, nonprofit. I mean, he's a good guy. Uh, minor league for the Rangers yeah. for like six years in a row. I mean, let's go ahead and sign him, make him a dual sport guy. I, I don't think that could be a bad time. decision. Bo Jackson, actually. Yep. Um, I mean, I think you take anybody in the NFC North, they're going to have a good following. Uh, the, well, maybe not the Lions. Everybody else. Uh, you, you look. I think everybody in the NFC East has a great following, but who wants to go there right now? It's a dumpster fire for the past decade. Uh, okay, so uh, Ravens. Ravens yep. kind of have have the the head of steam. I mean that that loss to the to the Dolphins was unpredictable, but uh, but I mean again, everybody's lost to somebody. Um, Ravens still have that it factor, and they've yeah. pulled it off so many times already. How many overtime think, games have they had this year? Yeah. Out of the nine games they've played, I think it's like seven games have gone to over. It's something crazy, and I, I don't think it. I mean, I don't know if it's ever happened before. I think their QB is to, uh, definitely. I don't. I haven't looked at the rankings, but I think he should be in, in the top contentions for MVP. Well, he's he's, just, he's, he's so just, versatile. He, he's he's more versatile than a quarterback than like a traditional quarterback. He's running. Uh, I mean, is he sliding when he's running, or is he diving head first to get those extra two or three yards to get that first down? I mean, he's he's that guy that lowers his shoulder and goes, and and I think everybody holds their breath. I think the Ravens are a classic example, though, of like I think so many times we have versatile quarterbacks coming in because the quarterback position is evolving. Yeah. So many teams don't want to get on the same page of that. They don't want to build around it. They don't want to support it. They don't want to, to strategize and put in, you know, offensive packages to support it. Yeah. But it feels like to some extent the Ravens really embrace that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They got the right coordinator with yeah. coming in there. And, and, and they're letting him do his thing, right, and, and they're right. paying dividends. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Let's look at the AFC South. AFC South is one of the ones, one of the divisions that has the most disparity, probably the worst, if not the second worst division in football right now. Uh, I mean, the NFC North might have something to say about that. But um, if you're looking at teams low in the division, the Jaguars and the Texans, um, for the most part, those are automatic wins for anybody that plays them. Um, uh, yeah, The Texans could come out and have a great game. The Jaguars could come out and apparently defensively have a great game and hold them to something that all they got to do is kick a few field goals. But the Colts – and the Titans. The Colts, uh, did we think Carson Wentz was going to be second in their division? Uh, in Was it year two with, with him over there right now? I believe it's year two. It's the first year. First year, unfortunately. With Wentz? Yeah. Okay. Um, they had Brissett last year. Yeah. That's right. Uh, did we think Wentz was going to come from Philly and then be second in the division for AFC South? I absolutely did. Did you? When he had his best success, the head coach, you know, the head coach for the Colts, that was his offensive coordinator. Okay. So if anybody could fix wins, I thought it would, it would definitely be him. Okay. For sure. Okay. Uh, so still don't trust him. That being said, well, no, no, gonna, I, I mean, he more out of him than he's going to fill it. He got him to the playoffs and then got hurt, right? Well, uh, the yeah, Eagles, okay. correct? Right? And a Super Bowl run. And then yeah. uh, and then Foles came in and, and Foles has a and just I mean, when does a backup quarterback get the MVP, right? I mean, but if you think about what he did with Foles, is he went away from what they'd done all year. 
Yep. And he did a good job of seeing what are his strengths and what can we use in our playbook to maximize yep. what he can do. Because they weren't – it was a college-style offense in the playoffs. Yep. It yep. was zone read. It was You're RPO. Talking, oh, Peterson. Uh, the coach, Peterson, Peterson right? The uh, Peterson was a head coach. I forget yeah. the yeah. name of the OC. The o, yeah. Okay. Uh, but okay, so Carson Wentz. Um, a lot of arguments about uh, where Carson Wentz falls in terms of how good of a team leader he is and everything, and how good yeah. of a quarterback he is. I mean, he's average. He, he's Very. he's right in the mix of, of of an average quarterback. Give old Sam Ellinger a couple seventeen years. and twenty two range ish. Yeah, yeah. you think Sam Ellinger is going to come in and take the spot competitively? Hook okay. Him. He'll he doesn't have the skill set, but yeah, he's going to go out and win ball. Games. I can still okay. be a dreamer. Uh, so we're not thinking now. Derrick Henry no longer with the Titans for the year, right? He injured for the year, tore hamstring or ACL or whatever it was, big time leg injury, uh, which is a large reason why they were as offensively powerful as they have been. Picking up AP was a good move, though. I think it was a hold the fort down move. Correct. It, he's he's going to be a guy I think that gets you forty yards a game on fourteen. Well, to I, I 15 don't touches. I don't think he'll get the long runs like Henry, but I think if you want to, I think he still has some strength. Yeah. So if your if your offense Round is based pound. around needing to have that power move every once in a while, yeah, I, I think he's going to be a nice compliment. Uh, that McNichols guy, that Jeremy yeah. McNichols, uh, meh, hasn't really had one really pretty astounding game, and then Adrian Peterson uh, comes in. And I think he's going to end up taking the majority of the snaps. But them being eight and two, I still think they run away with the division. Well, I think they do yes. too. All they got to do, I think, in order to run away with this division, all they got to do is win two more. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I maybe mean, three, just to make sure they they get to eleven wins. And so, well, there's one extra game this year, isn't there? Yeah, it'll be yeah. eleven and so six. So they would have to win four games out of their next seven games in order to make sure they solidify the well, division. Well, I still think. I mean. Not to foreshadow, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm, I, I have them statistically going in as number one seed. Really? See, I, you I, have I'm, the Titans number one. I did initially too, but Ugh. do we give Tannehill? I mean, does he start getting into that top, you know, top ten? I mean, I think this is his year till he can prove he's a top ten quarterback. Well, I don't think have, he, the load's going to fall on him. You're not going to count on yeah. Adrian's. I, I don't know. Oh, it's hard for me. It's You're hard gonna, for me to think of him as a top ten quarterback. Agreed. But what a difference a team makes. True. You know what I mean? Like, and they have location. one six straight. I mean, uh, look at them. They, the Titans sense. are relevant now with Tannehill. They're fun to watch. They were not relevant until Tannehill came from the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, they I, were, I think a, they were good, you know, consistent. They, you know, maybe slightly above 500 every year, maybe right at 500. They're basically what Dallas has put together over the past – on average, over the past eight years or something, I mean, you're going to have a good season, you're going to have an average season, you're going to have a good season, you're going to have a, I mean, that's how the Titans have been. Uh, with Tannehill, now, they that run they took in the playoffs, uh, what was it, two years ago or something like that? Nobody anticipated that. Right. Uh, last year, they were relevant. This year, they appear to be more – they have a – what you said, they had a six-game win streak. They're four and one at home, four and one on the road. I mean, if you're a playoff team, you have to be able to win on the road. You have to be able to win at home. You have to be able to win wherever you go. And, I mean, they're 80% at either place, right. which is pretty solid. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to pick anything against the Titans. It's hard to see the Colts making that big of a jump in the last seven games. But uh, uh, who are we thinking? Who is um, NFC uh, – I'm sorry, AFC uh, wild card contenders here? Dolphins, Jets out. Texans, Jaguars out. 
Uh, everybody else is right around the same. Patriots are leading, I believe. Uh, now going- scratch that. The Steelers are currently leading because because of that tie. They have a six sixty one percent win percentage, and the Patriots have a six hundred. I'm going um, Pats, Bengals, Raiders in that order. That's Pats, seating. Bengals, Raiders. So you think the Pat? You think the Bengals are going to jump the Steelers as well? Yep. And I then too, yeah. you think the Raiders are going to sh- uh, be something more than the Chargers and the Broncos? Yep. And just not enough at, to overtake the Patriots. See, uh, got- and we don't think the Colts are going to do anything. We don't think mm-hmm. the Colts are going to be one of those uh, five, I'm by, six, or seven. I can't stand Wentz, man. So. Absolutely not. <laughs> I just don't. He'll probably be hurt in about two weeks. That's fair. That's fair. I got the Pats at five. Chargers at six and Bengals are gonna they're gonna overtake the Steelers. I think the Steelers luck is running out. I mean it's well that's fair. You don't have Claypool, you know, I mean your, your receiving core is depleted. Claypool's out now? Yeah, he was out last week. I don't know how long he's out for. Okay, okay. So he may he may be a week to week guy. He could be. Okay. But even still banged uh, up. I Juju's mean, out. He's he's and, out for the year. Yeah. And uh um, the defense just has not been as consistent as they have been in years past either. Yeah. And not it, enough to carry. And it is tough to play in Pittsburgh. I mean, it is weather central up there. It's it's like trying to play uh, Buffalo, uh, uh, New England, about this time of year, it's get, it's about to be hard it's to play. Almost in as though for the longest time, I think the AFC had stronger teams than the NFC. I really do. For the but longest time, the AFC was stronger. I, I do believe so. In in its totality, yes, yeah, absolutely. And then I agree now I think we're seeing that shift now to where the NFC is a little bit more competitive, I think, than well, the AFC. Okay, so for the last 20 years, Brady's been in the in the AFC. And so you have everybody competing against that, trying, trying to... But you had, right. you had Manning then, too. Also, well, absolutely. Yep. And so you have the top, probably two of the top quarterbacks of all time, arguably, and then just stat-based alone. Uh, and the Steelers were going to the Super Bowl in between all that, too. I mean, the right, NFC, Roethlisberger was the in NFC there. Never, hardly ever won any. In the last three years, the uh, Mahomes era starts to develop. You have Lamar Jackson era starting to develop. The Ravens dynasty. I mean, absolutely. Uh, old Joe Flacco taking them to a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because of uh, the old defense for the Ravens. I mean, you have a lot of stuff. However, those were the only people involved in the playoffs. But it yeah. was consistently those four or five teams on a regular basis. Whereas in the NFC, you had the NFC East is who knew who was coming out of that division ever. Dumpster fire. Uh, the NFC West for a while, who knew who was coming out of that division for a while. Seattle. Seattle was the one that took a chunk. Perennial, pretty much, though. Well, only since Wilson. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, last ten years. When the, when the Rams had, uh, what's his face? Warner, they were they were something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but before that, all four of them were kind of garbage. I think Matt Hasselbeck was uh, the Seahawks quarterback, and he was as average as Carson Wentz is. But they took. I mean, he took them to to something. Uh, you have the. Uh, he was it, like a Carson Palmer. However, I think Carson Palmer. I think Carson, Carson Palmer, Palmer was, was better. significantly better than yeah. than Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck, in my opinion, is much like Wentz is now. He's gonna he's gonna get you five hundred on on a week on a yearly basis. He might scratch a little higher than five hundred. Uh, the NFC North, uh, that's, that's been Packers for the past fifteen years. Uh, the NFC South, that's been Saints for the past however long until uh, well, well, maybe Saints Panthers. Uh, well, Falcons too a little bit. I mean, the three uh, yeah, of them. Okay, yeah, it, that one's been that one's been up in the air for quite a while. I mean, in the, in the last. 
in the last 10 years, right, all or maybe 15 years, all four of those teams have been to the Super Bowl? Yep. Yep. And, and whether, whether win 10. or whether uh, just appearance, yeah, absolutely. Something like I think it's 10. Because um, you, uh, you got the Saints winning one. You got the Falcons going to one. You I'm got losing. the Panthers going to one. You got the Bucks winning two in the last ten years. Maybe one maybe in the one. last ten. I think it'd be two and twenty something. Yeah, because I think they won in the in the, the Bucks when we were still in high school. Yeah, it yeah. was like two thousand two or yeah, something like that. Anyways, okay, so you guys have uh, Jay Bird. Mm-hmm. I know you've been looking at these numbers, and I know you have been calculating them in that mathematical mind that you have. Uh, and you are looking at this thing probably more objectively than any of us, given that you have been just stark thrown into these numbers and uh, and looking at them with such intensity. Uh, right. Based on these numbers alone, <clears throat> based on these numbers alone, who do you have as the number one through number seven seed? One has to come out of each. One has to come out of each. Okay. So. Patriots. Patriots. Number one. Or the Patriots coming out? Just paid. I, I haven't ranked anybody. Okay, okay. Should I rank people? Yeah, start ranking. Okay. Who you think? Okay. Uh, so, I, I think the Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, and Titans are going to come out. I think I think we're all kind of in agreement on those for the most part. Um, the The problem I have is the are the Patriots. Patriots have a tough schedule. Can the Raiders and or Chargers and Broncos – some combination there, and the Steelers, Bengals, Browns, some combination there. Can one of them overcome the record that the Patriots might end up having uh, because of the difficulty of the Patriots' schedule coming up? Um, and then the Titans, I don't think anybody else is coming up. It's going to take uh, it's going to take like a six, seven game win streak for the Colts to do anything coming out of that division. So. Uh, I don't think the Titans have what it takes to sustain number one, though. Uh, I think they have what it takes to main to get to a number two or number three. Uh, I think the Chiefs uh, have the opportunity to get to number one, but I think they're going to be either a two or a three. I think the one's going to come out of the Ravens or the Bills, and I don't know if it's because the Ravens have just hit a string of luck most of the time when they're playing, and you can't have a good championship team without some luck your way. Uh, the Bills the Bills have been fairly fairly consistent, throwing a couple inconsistent games, uh, but they're, they're pretty powerful defense, 135 points per game allowed, and that is far and above the best in the, in, in the AFC right now. Uh, the closest to them is 183 points by the – go figure the Bron- – I'm sorry – 177 by the Patriots and then 183 by the Broncos. Um, I mean, the Bills, if the Bills can stop you from scoring and they can put up more than double the points they're allowing, the Bills are probably going to end up being the number one seed. And that's well, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go Bills number one. I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go Ravens two. I think the Ravens are going to end up Catching some lightning in the bottle. I'm gonna go Chiefs. I'm gonna go Titans three, and Chiefs four. And then again, the uh, the wild card is where I'm gonna struggle. I think there's. I think that we're gonna have more likely at two people come out of the AFC West or two people come out of the AFC North than we are 
one from the east, west, and north. I think it's I think it's too too much disparity in the AFC West and the AFC North to not have two teams come out of one of those divisions. I like what the Bengals have done. I like what the I like that the Steelers keep themselves in games. I'm having a hard time, however, with their points for points against. I do think the Bengals are probably going to jump the Steelers. Uh, but will the Steelers maintain enough to keep them in that seventh seed? Right, that and that tie could be the thing that keeps them in seed seven, playing uh, playing the number two seed overall. Uh, then you also have the Chargers. Chargers a little bit less points for than points against. They're giving up more than they're getting. Same thing with the Raiders. And then I mean I don't I can't put anything on the Broncos. They are they are a win or a loss depending on the week, and it's it's every other week. Uh, I think the Raiders have a good shot. I think the Patriots have a good shot. I think the Bengals have a good shot. I think the Steelers have a good shot. So, uh, Jay Bird, what'd you come up with for your, one, two, one, three, and four? One, two, three, four. Uh, Titans, Ravens, Chiefs, Patriots. Titans, Ravens, Chiefs, Chiefs Patriots. Patriots. You're, you're going. You're going. Patriots won out of that division. No, no, no. Yeah, they're coming out of that division as the division winner. No, I'm saying Titans. I put Titans as my number one. Okay, I mean, in the AFC East, you're saying the Patriots are going to win that division. No, I'm saying Titans are. Okay, so the Titans and the and the Patriots are in a different division. Oh, well, see, there you go. Okay, so you're saying the Patriots are going to win the I'm AFC saying. East. Yeah. Okay, but they're going to be the fourth. You put them as the fourth? Right. Okay, okay, there you go. Uh, now, I think, I, I'm in agreement. I think the Bengals are going to end up being the number five. I think the Bengals are going to end up being the number five. I think I'm on a, in a minority there. Uh, Joe, what did you say for your number five? Uh, I'm putting Pats as five, Bengals as six. Okay. Uh, same thing, Courtney? I went Pats five, Chargers six. Chargers. Yeah. That's my okay. At Bengals seven? Bengals seven, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'm going Bengals five. I think that they're going to sustain more – uh, than what the AFC West is going to do. Uh, and I'm going to say uh, I like the Chargers. I like Herbert at quarterback. Um, I like what they have. This is probably one of the first years. Is, is Keenan Allen still healthy? I don't know. Uh, he's he's always been like – I thought I heard he was out at least last week. Well, he's always been like six games and then out seven. I mean, it's 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 a tough thing to depend on him fantasy-wise. But, uh, but I like what the Chargers have done. Uh, and then the Raiders – can can they? No. Can they? And then I think I think the Steelers are going to be a, a backdoor seven seed, and uh, I think they're going to end up playing the Ravens week one. And again, I'm stuck on that tie. That tie. Uh, if you look in records in like fantasy football, if you ever tie there, how frequently do those people who tie jump people to get into playoffs simply because of that half a win that they get? How long has Big Ben out for? It was just a COVID. He was on the COVID list. Yeah, right? I just think I just think it's a game or two. I yeah. think Rudolph is 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 going to be that Garoppolo game manager when Brady was out or Brissett or both. I think they both took over for Brady and got a 500 win percentage whenever Brady was out. I think I think Rudolph is a 500 capable quarterback. Uh, obviously, I mean he tied. So I think those New England defenses though were substantially better than what they have in Pittsburgh right now. 
Yeah. I just don't see them being able to, okay, to carry so, the load. So that's where that's where the two division, uh, the two people coming out of the AFC North I have. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say the Patriots are going to do something more than the second seed in the AFC West. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Patriots at six, playing the Titans at three. Now, again, at the end of the day, the the rankings that we have here don't necessarily mean that we're you know we have to get it exactly right. All we're trying to do is find a Super Bowl combination, and however we get there, that's how we get there. Who has the com- Who has the champion right? Then, if multiple people have that, who has the combination right? And then, if multiple people have that, who has the total score? Okay, so that's what we're trying to look for. Also, Joe, do we want to? Well, we haven't really established this. Do we want to say that uh, the winner? Is uh is is a treated to Fogo? I like the sound of that. Okay, Fogo to Chow. The winner is treated. So uh, whoever wins this, we're gonna see the what February tenth, something like that, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we're looking at an early March Fogo to Chow, uh, possible, or maybe a mid March, depending on old Joe Boo's birthday. That's fair. Yeah. I love how we're combining these yeah. things. I love it too, man. It just ma- it makes it to where we only spend. Two hundred dollars once instead of four times. Well, now that the, well, the past two were, we've included the boys' birthdays. Oh, absolutely. My my, my bill's getting exponentially larger. That's fair. Uh, uh, what day? Job. What day are we doing that? By the way, since we're since we're talking about Fogo to Chow. So I think Tuesday on the actual anniversary. Uh huh. And then the boys are want to know if we're going golfing before or after. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Well, this you mark it down. Yeah, mark it. Mark down. it down. Okay, so uh, what I don't want you guys to do right now, if you haven't already done so, I want you to fill out your bracket. I want you to see who's going to win in the matchups that you made. Uh, Jay Bird, have you filled out five, six, and seven? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to fill out the winners going mm-hmm. down the bracket and see uh, if you've already done that. We'll Quick talk question, about it though. Here in just a second. For, uh, as a reminder to me and Jay Bird, I want to know do we reseed? Uh, do, no. Let's do th- they reseed? I don't know if it matters. I don't know if it matters because what we're looking at is who's going to get to the championship, who's going to get to the the NFC AFC championship. Okay. I mean, we can. I mean, if if we think this, if I think the Steelers are going to beat the Ravens in round one, then the Bills should be playing the Steelers because they're the seventh seed. Oh. You see what I'm saying? It, yeah. I, and I believe that's how they do it in the NFL. Well, in mine, the way it worked out is the the bracket pairings uh-huh. worked out seated. Okay. In the same flow. As if it would have reseeded. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I just didn't know if. If it's really going to follow this bracket winner to winner, or if it's yeah. going to reseed after, um, I believe the NFL reseeds. Um, so, but I don't know if that again. I don't know if that for our purposes. I don't know if that matters because we're still just looking for who do we think is going to get to the AFC Championship, and regardless of how they get there. Okay, I saying. mean, yeah. do I, if the Bills play the Bengals or the Chiefs? Oh, do I think the Bills are going to beat them, or if they play the Steelers? Do I? I mean, maybe it's a no, harder I, I, game to decide, but. If yeah, I think I the Bills you. are getting there, then it doesn't matter how. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So, uh, uh, Jay Bird, go ahead and fill that out. And uh, we're going to ask a couple of trivia questions. I think Courtney here has, uh, has filled his out. Joe, you yep. filled yours out all the way. Okay. Uh, the, Colts, the Colts, excuse me, fired after starting out 0-5 in 1991. Explain. The Colts coach fired after starting out 0-5 in 1991. Explain. When you see that big zero up there for wins – it's like somebody put a dead rat in your mouth. Who said that? 1991, Colts coach. Would that be Dungy? 19, it's definitely not Dungy. 
1991 Colts coach. I have absolutely no idea. Ron Meyer. Yeah, Dungeon's like the only Colts yeah, right. quarterback or only Colts coach I I know the name of. Absolutely, this is just a, this is just a man cave football trivia, the collection of pitchkin and puzzlers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what Raven became a pro boxer in 2006 and retired from the NFL in his late 20s in 2013? What Raven became a pro boxer in 2006 and retired from the NFL in his late 20s in 2013? It's going to be funny if it was watch his face. Ray Rice. It's not Ray Rice. He has a mean right cross. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't even know he how to pronounce close the dentist in the elevator, too, I heard. I don't know even how to pronounce his name. Tom Zibkowski. Tom Zibkowski. I've never heard of Z-B-I-K-Owski. him. Z-B-I-K-Owski. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, talk about some random trivia. These are some of the things that I like about uh, football uh, fans. They, they get some... Uh, off-the-wall, ambiguous stats, you know, and, and pieces of knowledge that everybody think matters, you know. Uh, let's start. Due to a snowstorm that hit Buffalo in late November of 2014, Bill's Jets game was relocated to what venue? Bill's Jets in 2014, due to a snowstorm, was relocated to what venue? I mean, I don't – I mean, okay, so let me give you the options here. Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Lambeau Field, or Ford Field in Detroit? Uh, Lucas. Ford. It was Ford Field in Detroit. Ford Field in Detroit. But y'all picked the uh, the domes or the, uh, the covered stadiums. Uh, Lambeau's not covered. Head, no. Yeah. Uh, what future all-pro and fourth-round pick of the Patriots in 1987 was traded to Minnesota after he balked at the idea of switching from quarterback to running back? Ooh. Rich Gannon, Trent Green, Jeff Garcia. Would be Hefe? It's not Hefe. It's not mm-hmm. El Hefe. Rich Gannon. Gannon. Rich Gannon. Oh. Sorry, I apologize. I'll give you more time next time. I apologize. Number two, who is the – oh, I don't even know why I did the question number. Who is the only player in NFL history to pass for four touchdowns in his very first NFL game? Arbitrary stat right here. Well, that's yeah. recently been broken with that Jets guy, right? Uh, the current Jets guy? Yeah. Uh, Kurt Warner, oh, Joe Montana – Fran Tarkenton. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner's who you're going with? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It is Fran Tarkenton. Tarkenton. Of course it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, if you just want some, some random football trivia, uh, here you go. Go into the man cave, right, and find the football trivia book somewhere in your uh, in your book selling store. Speaking of random trivia, have any of you guys taken the time to watch Peyton's Places? Or Eli's places. No, but I saw ESPN I plus. saw uh, Eli doing the double bird on, on some memes. That's actually pretty funny though. Their Monday yeah. night thing, like yeah. Monday night games, to me, I don't like most of them. So that's kind of a fun thing to watch. Right. Yeah. Right. But uh, but Peyton's places is really good if you like the history of NFL, and Eli's is for college, and it's it's it, it's fun because Peyton is basically creating his whole universe. He's got that uh, that famous soccer player doing a soccer places. Uh, Big Poppy's going to be doing baseball places. And then um, Ronda Rousey's going to be doing it for fighting. But uh, Eli's, it, I mean, they're the Manning, so it's kind of cringy, but it's also been kind of fun to watch. That's fair. So, yeah, she give it a fair. shot. I haven't seen is it Is it true yet. his nephew is uh, considering Texas? Yes. Man, finally they may get an actual quarterback that can throw a football. Listen, man, guy. like, so side <laughs> note, if we're just going to take a side note for his. Of course. I really thought at the beginning of this year that it was going to be 
a significant. I, I was real. I was all in on this whole coach thing. I was feeling pretty good about it. It has been the biggest disappointment in a Texas fan in a very long time. Yeah, and the cra- Jayhawk. The crap I'm getting from everybody, Adam, and yeah. everyone else. Oh, the old highly unapologetic telling you to uh, fill up your gas yeah. tank. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All breaks. Yeah, yeah it's horrible. Hey, if oh, Stark boy. was in year two or three, he would be fired right now. Yeah, and who? Starkeesian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, his yeah. first year, he'd probably be on his way out of, out yeah. of Austin. Absolutely. I, I mean, Texas is a, it's a dumpster fire right now. Um, uh, some my brother's a huge Texas fan. Uh, you know Michael. He's a huge Texas yeah. fan. And he's saying he thinks one of the biggest differences between, like, Alabama's recruiting um, pitch versus Texas's recruiting pitch. Texas is recruiting saying you're going to play. Like, when you get here, you're going to be a starting freshman. You're going to get the playing time. Alabama's like, hey, how about you hang tight, play behind this guy who is likely to get drafted, and you are going to learn from a guy who is about to make the NFL, and then you're going to be able to try to reproduce what he's doing. So That's... you're looking at a – you're looking at a, the level of the type of recruiting pitch rather than just why they're getting good players. Well, I mean, Alabama, the number of players that that start out in the Alabama program that transfer out in the transfer portal and then go on to be in the NFL, I think it's probably higher than a lot of other schools. Yeah, I think it's, I I think Alabama, it's a pretty though. high ratio of, of who they have coming out, graduating, or, or recruit uh, NFL draft class. My uh, thing is, is Texas the has the support Qualifying. of the campus. Texas has celebrity alumni. Texas has all the money in the world. Yeah, They have everything. A beautiful state-of-the-art facility. They have everything they need, except for, I guess, the right coaches. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can get it done. See, Fair. real quick, the thing with Texas is their boosters. Because I really believe that Strong and even Herman, to an extent, could have got it turned around. But they get impatient. They don't have a real yeah. expectation. Charlie Strong should have been given like, more time. I like right. him a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And then every time you're uprooting, starting from scratch. Uh huh. So when before uh, Mac Brown's last year, I went down there on I was on the staff. I just remember hearing this commotion going on in the hallway. I'm like, man, who was that talking? It was a player talking to a coach, and it was f this and don't f and touch me. Yeah. So you could tell that it was so ingrained in the kind of country club mentality and not that hard nose work ethic had been far removed mm-hmm. that it was going to take some time to get, a, get around. I yeah. think Strong was doing it. I think Herman and Strong were really similar, but they went about it separate ways. Right. But I think each time that you uproot that, you start from scratch. Yep. And now you're getting players that may be four or five stars, which is a whole other deal. But do they fit what you're trying to do from a scheme standpoint? Yep. And I think they've been set back seven, eight years because they won't – those boosters won't mind their own business, yep. put their checkbook right. away, and just let these guys work and because it's not going to be overnight. What's you know? the likelihood that Charlie Strong could have the same pitch that uh, Saban has if he would have been able to stay around? What's the likelihood that he could be like, hey, The culture uh, he out. was trying to create there was exceptional. Check out. Similar to Alabama. That's right. Yep. Bring your That's lunch right. pill, your hard hat, and you're going you're gonna to get after That's it or right. you're going to be I, gone. Yeah, and I'm not going to accept any of this off-the-field nonsense. Right. Kick rocks. Yep. That's right, and so, but and I agree with you. That's the deal, and I think the same thing occurs in the NFL when they just up and fire a coach. Like it takes a minute to develop a team, and it takes a coach a minute to get used to uh, the personnel he has, the type of playing he's going to want to see on the field, and who can do that. Year one, year two, that ain't happening. Like unless you just have lightning in a bottle, right? Unless you have San Francisco from 2019. Unless you have something like that that just magically clicks, 
you need time to do it. And when like Tomlinson's, uh, Tom Tomlin, Mike Tomlin's been in Pittsburgh for however long. Uh, he came in and didn't skip a step, though. I mean, that's impressive. Right. To me. He's known. He's he is now known to be basically up there with uh, what's his, what's his name? He replaced uh, Bill Cowher. Yeah. Uh, he's only the third coach that team ever. Right. Right. There's lots. Think about, about that. that. And yeah. so yeah. You, you have this you have this history that's been built. That's probably GM established or owner established. And here's what we expect. Yeah, I'm pretty sure as the, the Rooms are pretty involved with that. Yeah. But at the same time, they're not bailing on their coach. I mean, if he's only the third coach in the history of the pit of the Steelers, uh, they pick their guy and they're like, "We're gonna ride with you for a while, and you have you have chance. We're gonna put some people in your in your corner. We're gonna put some people on your roster, and you're gonna have the ability to do something." And uh, that goes a long way. If the boosters would just do that, we're gonna put people in your corner. We're gonna give you coaches that you know can coach or allow you to find them. We're gonna give you players. Give you the the. Uh, scholarships that you can find the players you need to find and you can build a team. It takes at least four years for a coach to do anything. And it takes more than that in order to build a, what's it called? Uh, uh, what we all just saying dynasty. Yes. Well, no program, uh, culture to yeah. build a culture. That is a winning culture. Well, so we'll, with the transfer reporter though, LSU, I mean, they had a lot of guys, you know, well, their, their main guys. I think now if you could find the right guys at the right time, they're looking to get out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it makes it a little bit easier because you don't have to wait for a freshman to mature. Yeah. You get a guy that's played. But they're you know, fixing that to rebuild because they're, they're man. He's out. Oh, yeah. 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 But real quick, one more side note about college just because we're talking football. And, okay. And I'm excited <laughs> about it. I've just been completely fascinated with Deion Sanders. And oh. what he's doing at Jackson State. Yeah. I'm just, I've been trying to watch as much stuff as humanly possible. Horn Frog? So I, I'm I'm torn because like if he does that, <laughs> does that I mean I don't is that bad? Like I think it'd be great for him, but like is he going to be able to get his kids to move with him? <clears throat> and does it take away from what he's been trying to do for the ACBU since he's been there? That's that's my thing. Is like I I think I th I'd love to see him continue to grow, you know, in his career and stuff. But I've just been so completely fascinated with him trying to say like, look what I'm taking. And trying to shine the light on it and everything. So I don't know. I just do we think do you guys think at least that what he's doing is kind of changing college at I th all? I think he's doing something that's that's changing those lower schools. Like the Jackson lower State division. Yeah. Right? I mean he was signing four and three and four star athletes to one double A program. Right. Well that's my point. The change in that rule has been a big recruiting thing for him with players now own their own rights to their images and stuff. Cause he's like, what better person to teach you But with that how change, to be a brand and how to work and how to, and how to, to, to sell yourself yeah. than primetime himself. But with that change, would it, would it hold itself or would it go, would it leave if he left? Because uh, not all HBUs are doing that. It's pretty much Jackson state. Cause right. I got the big light on me. So come on. Yeah. Come play well, cause, yeah, me, cause you know? Eddie George isn't even getting the steam. But Jackson, but but uh, Eddie I think George is the head coach. Eddie George is yeah in, in HCBU. I didn't they, know that. Okay. They played him. I think yeah they played. Um, I think three weeks ago they played him, but he but Dion's pulling out bigger numbers than Mississippi right. State and, and half of these SEC schools. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just crazy. But I think what the dynamic that's happening with his two boys is exceptional. Um, and but I'm curious though how they are they truly. Four and five star recruits that went there, and will they stand up playing at a higher level, 
or not. I think his. I think the quarterback son will. I've heard there's. I've heard a lot of uh, back and forth on um, his younger son. That's the uh, the defensive back. It came from South Carolina. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay, we're going into NFC now. Sorry. No, it's okay. Back to it. Uh, all right, we're going to look at the NFC. We're going to start with the NFC East: Cowboys, Eagles, Washington, football team, and the Giants. Um, anybody that's around I mean, here looking here is probably excited to talk about this. Um, I think there's no question. Uh, if, Dak Knight returns. If Dallas, if Dallas continues doing what they're doing, the Cowboys are going to win this division. Uh, the problem with this division is that the Eagles, the, uh, the, the football team, the Giants, they're not out of contention if Dallas starts to falter. Um, I think the Eagles are the only one that arguably have a shot. I think they are too, but I also think that they're the best shot because um, they have – I just think that they have a better chance to win the games that they're put into. Washington's not scoring a ton. Giants aren't scoring a ton. They're giving away a bunch of points. The Eagles are scoring quite a bit of points when they play. And so I think the Eagles have a chance to, if the Cowboys falter, come up and take over the Cowboys. The problem, though, is that the Cowboys are firing on all cylinders right now. And so I think the Cowboys are going to take that division. I think Washington's not going to accomplish anything until they get rid of that owner, which I've, I've seen a lot of rumor mill that because of the Gruden thing, that's going to happen this year. They're probably going to force him out. Well, uh, the Gruden thing's ridiculous. I mean, talk about putting one guy up there and running him over with a, as mi- a million buses. I mean, it's ridiculous. But that owner's trash. I mean, he has, he I think, been more detrimental to that that organization more so than Jerry was for the number of years that Jerry was screwing stuff up. Well, it's arguable that Jerry's still screwing some stuff up at times because he's, still, he's, he's not letting his son take over as he needs to. Well, yeah, I think if his football acumen was as good as his business acumen, we, you know, we'd be sitting like the Patriots right now. I think that's fair as well. I think Steven has more of a hand than – I think him and Will are t- doing. They're a lot starting of the, to do a lot more, the big, carrying a bigger stick. Yeah, I think, I think they are too, and I think that's why we're kind of seeing what we're 100%. seeing. Uh, 100%. Lamb, Cooper, um, I think Gallup is a, was a great addition. He needs a little bit more time in there, and I think he's maybe a little injury prone. But if he stays right. in for a season, I think he has a great ups, uh, like a huge upside. Pulling in Zeke Pollard, uh, the, all the tight ends that we've had come in, they have shown something but again injury prone Jarwin, my concern injured. though is, is that i like schultz i like yeah, him a lot they developed a lot of their lower end draft picks absolutely but are we going to start tra- are we going to start my my concern is because it's 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 a dallas fort worth team uh-huh. and we notoriously screw up like we have so many players that have gone on in all the dallas sports teams uh-huh. to win multiple championships in other places that's fair so like do we think we're going to hold on to these people or do we think we're going to start getting rid of them to start bringing in other stuff well they don't they hold on to their their assets, like you should have traded. I know he was hurt. You should try to find a way to trade Gallup even before the season. Mm. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Well, he's you a, got Cedric uh, Wilson. He's only been in the league. What, Wilson's three years, been great. Like uh, Gallup hadn't been in that long. Th- this is he'll be a free agent next year. Maybe restricted, but he'll be a free agent next year. Yeah, this is third or fourth. Right, and you got Cedric Wilson who stepped in in his absence. He's been playing great. Right, but I, I think, think Gallup, that Malik Turner has an upside that we just haven't seen true. yet. But and we're not going to with the receivers ahead of him. Dorrance Armstrong, I mean, he was third uh, or fourth defensive end, had a couple sacks, a block punt. like. Uh, but, and they're going to get Parsons, ready in a couple of years. Parsons is going to get paid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Diggs needs more money already. Uh, if we bring back uh, what DeMarcus Lawrence gets healthy, I mean, he just adds to Let that defense. 
I'm just saying if he if he come when oh, he comes back this year. Yeah, he, I don't think out. he's coming back this year. But oh, he won't be back at all. I don't no, I think, think he's so. out. I thought he'd be back in December. Yeah, he yeah I think of, we're gonna have to let him go because of the injuries. Shot. Every year, like yeah. 19 million for. Well, that's well, fair. That's a fair point. I don't think they're gonna bring back uh, Vanderesh either because of injuries. Bye. I've seen him get run over too many times and almost <laughs> tackle people. <laughs> I liked fair. it in the beginning though. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Jalen. I mean, you start out, but you know, well, is that I, a testament to the coaches or guys drinking their own Kool Aid and not putting in hours in and staying on top of it? Well, so what do you think about? I did. What do you, what I do you, love the British coach. <laughs> the British coach. The, the, the D-line coach. Yeah, the D-line. Oh, okay. Yeah, awesome. What do you think about the O-line, being that you're uh, O-line savvy? What do you think about the O-line since 2016 when we had arguably the best O-line in football? So, 2016, the key to it, and I, that's where we're most penalized. That's true. Player. The, Connor Williams has got to go. It's okay. either got to be Connor McGovern, or if you like still that much – and, again, we're back and forth. You need a swing guy because Tyron Smith is not going to give you 12 games a year. It's not no. going to happen. Yep. And we can see it this year. Yep. If he does come back and he's healthy, Connor Williams got to go to the sideline. Put Lyle Collins left guard. Keep Ter- uh, Terrence still. On the right he's tackle. A, he's undrafted. He's cheap money. Yeah. Pay him when he's ready. Yeah. Put him right tackle and let's go. Because Connor Williams is awful. Yeah. I, I've not been a fan since he's been here. And he's – if you remember back in the day, Flozell Adams, he was a guy always getting flagged. Uh-huh. But Flo, mm-hmm. Flozell Adams was still pretty good. Yeah, Connor Williams gets beats like a bass drum. Yep. Well, I snap think, after snap, and he's always doing something stupid. I think that McGovern, he was at, he's at sixty six, isn't that right? The something one they like bring that. in at fullback. Yeah, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that that Connor Williams is the reason why they bring in McGovern at fullback because he does provide a extra big body that can come in and uh, and clean something up that possibly Connor Williams. I think right. I, I'm right. not. And, I and, a, and a regular fullback may not be able to take that D tackle that's coming in. Correct. And, but, but he will. So. I think they're going to have to continue to be mindful in, in their future draft classes and in free agency to try to shore that up a little bit. Well, that's because fair. it is, it, it's some games that is complete trash. Yep. Well, see, and we talked about this a little bit before the show started. I like how, uh, I like how, uh, what's his name? The OC is, uh, is, Kellen. is calling Kellen Moore is calling games. I like that he's creative. I, 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 you know, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to call plays that are uh, uh, rookie. You know, he, he's a young OC. He, he's going to call some plays that are, meh, maybe we shouldn't have called that. Uh, but I haven't seen creativity like this from an OC since 90s, early to mid-90s. I, think, I mean, I think, maybe I think some of the Tony Romo time. I think uh, he's finding but, his stride, though. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't think like a couple of years ago, I think he was trash. Yeah. But maybe well, like we were talking about like earlier, maybe it was Gary. Yeah, he was only a quarterback coach for one year before he's a coordinator. Yeah. yeah. He's only two years in the NFL before he had an OC title. Yeah, I mean, so. how many people are OCs was like with hardly and any And can you believe he's still statistically the best college quarterback ever? That blows my mind. Well, and that probably is part of the reason why he was – vaulted to where he is because i mean coach's son he's yes breathe lives football yeah so. i mean it, it's do there. we have a do we have like a a farm league deal with uh that school in idaho boise state i feel like we draft more boise state people yeah. than anybody yeah, man. there's a bunch of them there's a bunch of broncos come cowboys yeah that's fair. uh let's look at uh let's look at the nfc west we're looking at the cardinals the rams the 49ers and the seahawks this is the one where i think there's a little more uh there's a little more unknown what's going on and who's going to win this division. The Rams, very likely after tonight's game, going to be 8-2 and two along with the Cardinals. Uh, who do you like? I mean, how, how long is Kyler out for? I only, 
The only thing he's out for a week or two. I don't think he's out for very long. I think the same thing. I was with, hoping McCoy was going to get it done again. <laughs> I was think. I'm thinking uh, uh, Hopkins is only out for a week or two as well. I think the Hopkins loss is less impactful than the Murray loss because their offense altogether has been pretty solid. I tell you what, though, he, it's that, not just because of Hopkins. He's, no, I agree, but. They are super like he. I, I still so I never when he played at OU like was not a fan. He's so tiny, but in the NFL like I just really didn't think he was going to be able to make that big of a splash. But the guy's good and mm-hmm. he he makes some crazy plays. Well, that, well that and that's fair and that's the reason why he is where he is in terms of uh, what people think about him in terms of receiving uh, at Houston. Are you you're still we're still talking about who are we talking about? Kyler. Well, Kyler. We're talking about Kyler. I'm sorry, yeah. I thought you were talking about Hopkins. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like Hopkins. Hopkins is, is top one, two, three receiver of, of everybody. Um, I did not think Murray was going to be very effective. I did not think coming in he was going to be very effective, at least very quickly. And I didn't think was that, I didn't two think, for him. Yeah, something? I didn't think Tex coach was going to be successful either. You know what? I'm still not sold on either one of them. I know with Kyler, he's, I'm still not sold. Yeah, I'm not, and this year will be a year very too. I mean, how right. are you supposed to be sold? Right, but this might be like the 49ers year. You know what I mean? It could be, but it's also year two of his stuff, and they may be, they appear to be building around him. They appear to be, they bring in James Conner, they bring in, they got Chase Edmonds, who a one two punch, when one goes out, the other comes in, don't miss a beat. They got receivers, they're bringing in some veteran guys to help kind of bring him along. They brought in A.J. Green, who is a good receiver. I mean, and he's a veteran guy, so he probably has a perspective. Do you think the J.J. injury really affects the defense that great deal? No, they're probably waiting for it. <laughs> Sean Lee of defensive ends. Well, so but depending on how the depending on how the Rams play tonight, uh, right now the Cardinals are leading uh, points four. Good point. Good point. And then uh, if the Rams, you know, if the Rams put a hurting on uh, the Niners tonight, then the Rams will be leading, and then the Cardinals will be second best in terms of points scored. Who do uh, they, who do they have tonight? The Rams, uh, the Forty ers and so I mean, it's likely they're going to score thirty points and and be first in points scored. Uh, but if you look at their points against. Um, the Cardinals are go- – are de- I mean, unless they hold – well, even still, if they hold San Francisco to zero, the Cardinals are better in points allowed except the Seahawks. Seahawks apparently have a good defense, just garbage offense with Russell being out. Um, and then uh, – but who else has fewer points allowed? The Saints, uh, the Packers. Like, the Cardinals have a top five defense just according to points allowed. See, I think the Cardinals will take it. I know the Rams have just sold the farm, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm just not convinced they're going to get it done this year, even with all the people that they've added. So this is the conversation that you kind of got to have, I think. Who is going to be the quarterback that is able to get them through, lead them to where they need to go? You're looking at Stafford, who's never consistently done that because he's been with Detroit. Now he has significantly greater weapons from top to bottom. He only ever really had Calvin Johnson – and then a decent running back. A way better defense, though. They yeah. spent a lot of assets on that defense. And in Denver? Huh. I mean, in Detroit? No, in uh, oh, Los Angeles. Absolutely. Yeah. So you got yeah. you got a defense keeping their offense into the oh, game. their defense. Stafford is a good quarterback. I mean, he is a game manager, and he can put some yards together, right. put some he's throws still got together. Cannon. But, like, but the, he's got to lead them. He, and he's never had that opportunity to do that to any effect. And then now we also have Kyler Murray, who's year two. Who, which of these two guys are going to lead? The guy who's never got the opportunity because his team's been garbage for however many years, or the guy who's brand new and, again, never had the opportunity. He's seen a lot of football. 
Right. You can't you can't you can't replace that, man. That's fair. Stafford has a a strong upside with the Rams because of his because of his abilities and because of his experience. So when you thought when you thought about the Rams with Stafford, you never said, "Man, that dude is awful." No. You, you said that team, that franchise is awful. Yes. So yeah. he's always had to do more and put more in himself. Yeah. He doesn't have to do that now. Well, but that's fair. Like, like but but when he manage, does, if he does do that, if he, he puts, has to, if he puts the same stats or similar stats with the Rams, the Rams far and oh, exceed yes. anybody's expectations. But will, sure. is OBJ going to spoil the basket? Yes. I think, he, that I think he's going to be a, a Terrell Owens to their locker room. It, he could be. He could be. Um, now, he got to choose where he went, so maybe he chose where to go, and that's going to, like, quell that. But he's kind of did choose last year. time? Yes, he, he did. He's time. been a spoiled baby every place he's been. Well, he chose it. But he to chose the it at the beginning of the year, and now it's year two. Now he's, t- he's looking at a team that's m- going to make a Super Bowl run, hopefully, and he may not want to disrupt that midseason now. If he stays with them next year, maybe he's spoiled. Kind of like year. Antonio Brown, like, hey, yeah. this is my chance. Maybe let me shut up and get that's on board right. and, and get And play ring. with the Bucks and, yeah. and get going and give me yeah. that ring. And that's I think that's what we're going to see with OBJ this season. Next year, maybe a spoiled little brat situation like he did in Cleveland this year. But it's also if he can Cup, stay healthy. Woods, you name it. He went to right. L.A. because of the market so he can get more money. That's and, fair. And he's going to have more uh, – he can be more, quote-unquote, famous because, I mean, Cleveland, who wants to be the king of Ohio? Fair. You know what I mean? LeBron, like, LeBron for James. LeBron. Uh, well, he, well, he, he eventually king, left, he though, devil, though. I mean, he, he went to Miami. And he came back, LA. got him a ring, and then he's like, I'm back out again. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. right. It's terrible. That's right. Hey, I'm going to I'm gonna make up for what I did, come back, get your ring, and then I'm bouncing to yeah, L.A. Just joking. Like, I'm every, like every spare. Uh, anyways – uh, I think the Cardinals are going to hold out. I do too. I think that, but I think the Rams are going to be number five. I think they're going to be right behind them, and I think, uh, I think the Rams are going to be the number one wild card. And the card, it's, it's a, that's a tough sell. Uh, it again, it all depends on if which quarterback can can keep them going. And I just think that uh, I think the Cardinals are are playing way more than anyone expected them to, and then whether it's a chip on the shoulder. Whether it's a uh, everybody's just jiving well, I don't know what it is, but I think the Cardinals are going to come out of that division ahead. I've been going back and forth, and I had it same as you, but I flipped it. But with the OBJ kind of, I just think who has a better coaching staff and who has the most experience at quarterback. That's fair. And I got to give that to the Rams. Yeah, I'm no, still not. Uh, that's fair. Kingsbury, I'm still not sold on him, man. Yeah, we are a half point. I think. The more tape you put out there, the more defense going to be ready to prepare for you. Yeah, that's right. I think at some point people are going to catch up to Kyler Murray and what he does. That's fair. Because I don't think he's a uh, Lamar Jackson far as explosion and just you just can't contain it. Yeah. I think he's done some things, and, you know, they probably had a couple uh, a couple advantages just, on how they want to game plan it. I just don't see that holding up the rest of the year. That's fair. At, at the rate it's been going. But, no, but, but probably, see, you put Colt McCoy in there and he gets them a win. That that speaks to the credit of the team altogether. Just True. like Dallas with Rush coming in True. when Dak was out. I mean, Dallas's team is so much better this year than it's been from from worst to best than it's been in five years, six you, years. But I feel like for for I think the reason I started to scratch up, I think I'm gonna ride with it because I feel like the Cardinals have consistently be, been playing above their threshold. 
where the Rams, with the talent they have and the coaching staff, they they continually, periodically, right, they're playing below it. So I kind of, I think I'm going to go. I don't know, man. The, but the Rams have been in the playoffs every year for the past. Well, no, but I, with it's golf. Too, not the, the, they're, no, they're, no they're going in. But I'm just saying, like, as, as far as, like, where the stats are right now, with what's left in the year, though, I, I kind of think maybe the Cardinals might edge out the Rams because the Rams still, I think, could lose stupid games they should win. I get it. That's fair. I definitely see that. That's fair. Uh, okay, so let's take a look. Uh, next, we're going to look at the NFC North here. We're talking about Green Bay, the Vikings, the Bears, and yeah. I mean, the have Lions. It, have the Packers already statistically won that division because it kind of feels like it? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're kind of in the same boat as Dallas and, the, and, the, and Philly. With the Packers and the Vikings. Um, if the Vikings find something, then there's a possibility maybe. But it's a long shot. Uh, the Bears, they're going with that Justin Fields. He, he doesn't have what it takes to get them where they need to be this year. Uh, he's gonna, it's going to require quite a bit of time for him. I think uh, this full season, maybe next season before, you're even seeing something out of him that's uh, consistently uh, good product on the field. I think the Packers are, are hands down coming out of that division. Uh, I mean, how do you go against Aaron Rodgers and his perennial ness if he's healthy? I think I have Stockholm Syndrome because badly he's done the Cowboys. I think he's the best quarterback in football right now. And I hate saying that come out of my mouth because he's destroyed our dreams so many times. Fair. He's, he's dude like, is good. He's like a Brett Favre. Like, if, if I'm going to be in a back alley, you know what I mean, and I want magic, I want to hold my beer. I want Brett Favre. I mean, I want Aaron Rodgers just like I, I wanted Brett Favre because one the game end to of the win day, it all, give him the ball. Exactly. I agree. That's that's what? a fair point. I think I that's mean. a fair point. Uh, Rest of quarterbacks talking about can they hold, can they maintain, can they elevate? Him is like, yeah, come beat me. I'm on the top of the mountain. Come knock and me off. He he's like I think as he views this as his sunset in Green Bay. I think he's been a very selfless player, and I you know he tried to bring back some people like he wanted, like Cobb. You know what I mean? Right. And I think he's just, yeah. I, I, I think he's trying he to just, pull an Eli before he leaves the double bird. Like, yeah. yeah, good luck with Jordan Bird. I'm about to go win a championship somewhere else. But I think he's, he's trying ready. to stay above it. And, like, he, I think he's really trying to be a good team player right now. And, and I, I think the, organ, the the players are rallying around him. And he's got talent, too. Well, so I think that, well, okay, so Aaron Jones now may be out for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that A.J. Dillon is going to be able to step in, to step in and not miss yeah. a beat. I think that I think the number one's coming out of the West. I think either the Rams or the Cardinals are going to be the number one overall. See, um, that's what I'm trying to pull up right now is like looking at like Cowboys, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks. Like, what are their schedules? Then that my problem is is that the the Packers aren't as prolific of offensive as they've been. They're excellent defensively and they're above average offensively. But if you're excellent defensively. All you got to do is get in striking range for Aaron Rodgers. That's fair. That's the that's but, the kind of the X factor. But, but listen, you to who also he's got have left. you also have basically an equal type of defense with the with the Rams and the and the Cardinals, and those two offenses are more explosive than the Packers. All right, but listen to who he has left. He's got Vikings, uh-huh. Rams, Bears, Ravens, Browns, Vikings, Lions. So two games. Two games. They got two games to worry about. Okay, yeah. but okay, but stop. I think the Vikings games are going to be tougher than what everybody's given them credit for. Over the last 10 years, how many times has a winning the division Packers gone up against the Vikings and got a loss? But, but my question is – It's like 50% but, of the time. But much like a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers is not somebody you want to piss off. 
and you saw what he did in that Bears game. Like he he's got like he was just visceral. Like just go f yourself, right? Okay. Now coming off of the vaccine thing and how everybody's been hating well, on him, okay. I think he's gonna be playing. Okay, wheels but stop. Off. But he played against Seattle, nineteen uh, nothing, three zero at at the end of the third quarter. Something garbage. Like it was a terrible game. And everybody says shake off the rust. Okay, <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers. He ain't shaking off the rust. He he just did. He, he was did probably just, pissed, but he didn't he, he didn't play well, he that did great. He did just come off of COVID though. Meh. Meh. Here, professional athletes overcome illness, hurt, injuries, all that stuff way faster, way quicker, way better than the average person. Well, I'm, I'm not going to dispute that. I mean, that game that Sam Darnold played against us a couple of years ago after coming back from mono, I was in complete disbelief because I've had mono before. And I could, you know, there's you no down. way. Yeah. There's no way he should have been able to do that. Um, you look at the Michael Jordan. I know we're going into basketball here when I say Michael Jordan, but you look at the flu game. Yeah, you look at uh, Scottie Pippen in the back game, at, and he was playing that decoy. I mean, with with injuries like that, athletes that still play through it, uh, there's a reason why they're able to. And it's just whether it's I don't know what what's the type of shot you get. Yeah, but cortisone, cortisone yeah, shot, but, but he, or, or he still whatever. got he still got it done though. Well, that's fair. I under, no, I understand. Uh, the, the C- Seattle did nothing to to stop that, but. He didn't come out with a vengeance. Well, I mean, but two other games earlier this season, I think it was two, maybe three, where there was like 34 seconds left, and they had all the memes like, how how, how long do you want to give uh, Aaron Rodgers to win a game? Okay, so see, I think that I think that Aaron Rodgers' uh, last two-minute drives aren't as, as prolific as what, obviously, I think Brady's are way better in terms of his two-minute drill and how many wins or how many – Times he's shut the game down with two minutes or whatever. I think I think what we're seeing with Brady is they've had a lot of injuries, right? Mm-hmm. I think Brady's is a system guy. You put in his system, he's got his supporting characters, he can run that machine. Mm-hmm. But I think as as he starts losing parts, there start fair. there's holes. That's fair. Whereas with, I think with Aaron Rodgers, I think what we're saying is it, you, you could only have one wheel left. Maybe, he, maybe. He's going to find miles a way. Out of that yeah. yeah, he's going to go Roger, find a way. There's no, listen, I don't, think that, I don't think that you're wrong by saying Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I, I'm not going to say that beyond a shadow of a doubt you're right, but he's definitely in the conversation. Uh, 37 years old, always top of the NFC North unless he's injured and then you know somebody else has a chance to win that division. Um you're willing to, are you willing to commit that he is better than Dak Prescott, in your opinion, though? Aaron Rodgers? I'm joking. Yes, he's better than <laughs> Dak Prescott. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but he's also established that in his career that he's better than Dak Prescott. No, I know. It was okay. just a joke from our uh, – So, I think, the, I think the Packers have a chance to be the number one seed. I just think that it's going to come out of the Cardinals and the Rams. I think it's going to come out of there. Uh, again, at the end of the day, it matters who's going to be at that NFC Championship game, regardless of how they get there. So, uh, and then who's coming out of the NFC South? <sighs> NFC I'm not South. buying it. Well, I don't. Maybe I'm under a rock. Yeah, I keep hearing the Saints being talked up. I don't understand it. I don't get no. it. I don't either. I don't, not it's with not, not that good of a football team. No, no. I, I think the Panthers are like you're going to. It's their defense. It's got to be what they It's got to be their defense. They have the according to points against. They have the best defense in, in NFC. According to points against. Now, the, the, I think the NFC South, though, is legitimately one of the funner divisions to watch because, it, like we've said before, it doesn't matter who's, how those teams are doing. Yeah. Those are slugfest. Yeah, absolutely. Every time those, those teams play. Absolutely. I think that uh, – I think the Bucks are going to take that division. 
I mean, it's how do you bet against Brady? Um, at least if you're talking about divisional success, how do you bet against Brady? Yeah, if we're looking in the if we're looking in the playoffs right now, I think Brady's out round one. I think Brady's out round one, regardless of who he plays. Um, I mean, maybe if if he gets if they somehow get the second seed, which I don't see happening, then okay, they make the second round because they beat the seventh seed. If that's what happens, uh, I see the Bucks being the fourth seed in the NFC right now, behind the Cowboys at three. Behind the Packers at two, behind the Cardinals at one. Uh, I'm very close. I got Packers and Cardinals flip flopped. You got Packers one and Cardinals two. It's hard. It's hard to say that the Packers aren't going to be number one, and it's hard to say the Rams aren't going to overtake the Cardinals. Right. Uh, but I mean, you got three teams that after tonight should be eight and two, and so to say that, and, and unfortunately, two of them are in the same division, so but, one's got to be the wild card. Okay, but here's my, my, my question. So let's just say out of the top five teams, we all have Cowboys, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, and Rams. Uh-huh. Who are the other two wildcard teams? Uh, okay, so I think the Eagles have a strong shot at becoming a wildcard Whoa. team. I think the Eagles have – I mean, compared to who they're, who they're up against, you just said the Saints are garbage. Are the, well, what are the Panthers? The Panthers aren't I very good. I think the good. Panthers Falcon. are better than the Saints. I think, I, I think they the are Panthers as well, are going. and I think the Panthers are number six. And so, for me, it's between then what, like the Vikings right? and the Eagles? Yeah, I got right? the Vikes. I take the Vikes. I, but that's my point. Like, uh, the, the Eagles have a better offense than the Vikings do. And they have a comparable defense. So, I mean, yeah, it could be either one of those teams. I think what I've seen from the Eagles – over the last couple of games, uh, or a couple of wins that they've had, I've seen that they have something that potentially can get them into the seventh seed. Again, it's going to be between it's going to be between the Eagles and maybe Washington or the Giants. They might scratch up in there. Um, There's no way the Giants will. No, I'm just well. They're the same <laughs> record as Washington, so if Washington no, no. could scratch, the, I just like bagging on the Giants. Uh, but the Seahawks, if Russell Wilson comes back, they have a chance to come up and, and get a few wins. I think Wilson's supposed to be back next week. And so if you've got two games to get ready, or one game to get ready. I thought one he played game, this week. Oh, he, I guess he may have, but, I mean, again, it was a garbage yeah. game. So give him two weeks to actually get back under, uh, the, you know, on his feet. Uh, then you have the Vikings. And then who's trusting the Saints to do anything? Who's trusting the Falcons to do anything? Um uh, Taysom Hill or uh, Trevor Simeon. I mean, there's a reason why Trevor Simeon is not in Denver anymore. I mean, they they cut bait with him quickly. Um, the Panthers, I think, with the addition of Cam Newton, if Sam Darnold comes back and they can have kind of a quarterback one-two punch that we talked about earlier where they brought in uh, Cam Newton in the, in the red zone and because of how dynamic of a player he well, is. Well, McCaffrey starts playing healthy consistently. You got McCaffrey. I mean, you, is, he, is he back? Yes. He was he, he was is, playing in was, the game with Newton. Okay. But it was okay. – I don't think it was – He's not full uh, speed. I don't think it was full reps and, and uh, you know, uh, downs and everything. I just know he's getting more playing time because the backup that I had been – I'd picked up during that injury in fantasy isn't doing crap anymore. Trevor Hubbard? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but that's I think that's my point is that when that backup came in he filled the holes for McCaffrey. I mean, you you have a good team. There's a reason why they went three and zero at the beginning of the year. There's a reason why, but at, at the same time, there's a reason why they went three and three. Again, is because they're not 
a division winning team. They're not a top four team. Well, Darnold's not. Darnold is who he is. Absolutely. I think the Darnold's a five hundred quarterback. He's a at pumpkin best. again. Yeah. Right. He's a Carson Wentz. He's a. I mean, he's kind of a Matt Hasselbeck type of quarterback. He's going to have good games. He's going to have terrible games. He's going to get you some wins, but it's not going to be anything special. Uh, I think the special is going to come with Panthers with Cam Newton. I think it's going to come during the, uh, I don't know, 40% of snaps that he takes. So, uh, anyways, I think the Panthers are going to come in, take that sixth seed, and I think the Eagles are somehow going to find the seventh seed. Um, I had a hard time between the Eagles and the Vikings. I had a hard time between them two. I don't think the Saints are going to do anything, and I definitely don't think the Falcons are going to do anything. They can, Falcons can't score. Falcons have as bad a defense as the Saints have as good a defense. Uh, Falcons have as bad an offense as the Satans. The Satans. The Saints have as good a defense. Like 178 is the amount of points Falcons have scored. 178 is the amount of points Saints have allowed. Uh, Falcons are, are garbage. Bears, Lions, garbage. Um, anyways. So, uh, Jay Bird, what do you have for the NFC? You heard a lot of information in that little segment. Cardinals. There. Cardinals. Winning the uh, the no, division, the number the one. Yeah. Okay. Who's number two? Um, the Rams. Okay. Okay. So that's one thing that, that you can't have a one and two come out of the same division. Mm. Okay. So if you have the Rams, they would have well, to be bang. number five. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay. So w- one out of each will be one, two, three, four. Okay. So who would be number two? Who's the next best team from the Rams that you saw? Based on the numbers. Cowboys. Okay, so you got Cowboys at two. Who's the next best, which would be number three? Um, Packers. Packers three, okay. Who's four? Bucks. Okay, so you're putting Rams at five because you mm-hmm. put Cardinals at one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who would be six? Um, Saints. Okay, okay. And then who are you uh, looking at number seven? Panthers. Okay. Okay, I don't, I don't see, I don't think that that's terrible at all. That's, um, very, that's very realistic. If the Saints could keep their defensive uh, power going, then they very well could, could scratch out enough wins to get either six or seven seed. Um, I mean, the Saints and the the Saints are the only other winning record team other than the top five that are in there. So, I mean, it's not far fetched. All right, uh, who do we have going to? The NFC Championship game. I got the Bucks playing the Rams in week one, or in, in round one, and I got the Rams winning. And it's hard, again, it's hard to beat, uh, hard to play against uh, playoff Brady. And who knows, who knows who, what weapons will be back? Gronk, Brown, all the guys that have been down. Godwin back to full health. Uh but I think the Rams are going to take the Bucks, and I think the Rams-Cardinals is going to be a, uh, a divisional round game. I'm going Bucks versus Rams with the Bucks winning. Cowboys versus Panthers with the Cowboys winning. Vikings versus the Cardinals with the Cardinals winning. So, okay, so I'm, I think I'm going to have a Packers-Cowboys rematch. For the NFC Championship? To make it to the NFC Championship. So I actually have them in the NFC Championship. Well, okay, so uh, 
this just in, if you know Joe Cook, old average Joe, uh, I think if we look at his old stuff, he had the Cowboys in, in every Super Bowl <laughs> or in every NFC Championship game. Well, I went with Cowboy Bills two Even years ago. Even when they were 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> That's fair. I went oh, with Cowboys the Bucks. Now. Yeah. That's why I'm going now, too. You're going what? I think we both. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Cowboys, Cowboys Bills. Bills. It's going to be a rematch. Yeah. I think you put that down for the first one. I did. And I did. Uh, that was when the Cowboys were 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six or whatever. They won their division, and then he took them all the way to the, to the Super Bowl. Uh, it, I think the Cardinals-Rams is going to be a hard game to overcome. Uh, I think if the Cowboys play the Packers, I mean, Lightning I think can't strike in the same place like seven times. We're due, right? Yeah, because we're gonna be, we're gonna play here, and we have their coach. Well, I have them so, playing because you know the Packers screwed us. We, we we got screwed in Lambo. I have them playing in. Oh no, we would be Lambeau. playing in Lambo. Yeah, no, you're right. Green, we would yeah, be in Lambo. We got screwed in the Lambo game. Then Dak, the uh, the year Dak played him, we got screwed then too. Um, but we have we have the Packers coach from back then, so maybe that's gonna be the mojo we're we're needing. But hopefully so that's we will. And fair. but I think the other thing too is, um, Ceedee Lamb does a better job of catching the ball than Des Bryant. Oh, so okay. hopefully we won't have to another. According Dez to Des's uh, Uber Eats commercial, that was a catch. Right? It, it, was, it a catch. was a catch. Absolutely was a catch. It was a catch. <laughs> Listen, I agree with you. Calm down. Just, and the Randall Cobb was a drop. The but Randall maybe Cobb the league officials will still be mad at Aaron Rodgers over COVID, and they won't go out of their way to screw us like they've done in the past. Whatever it takes. I'll take it out and get it. <laughs> I got the I got the Bucks playing the Cardinals first round. Cardinals win that game. Okay. Packers winning the, the, the conference. Rams, Panthers. Uh, Rams beat the Panthers. Then Vikings, Cowboys. Cowboys win that. Cowboys beat the Rams. Packers beat the Cardinals. Cowboys finally get redemption. And they meet their old rival in the Super Bowl, and Bills are still winless because the Cowboys. I'm, I'm having a hard time putting the Cowboys in the NFC Championship right now, uh, and they don't have they. I don't know. I think it's similar to what you're saying with with Aaron Rodgers in terms of uh, game on the line. Who do you give the ball to? You give it to Aaron Rodgers right now. Um, but we got Stephon Diggs. <laughs> okay. But I think my point is is that the Cowboys have not strung together two consecutive playoff wins since 1995, or 90. We haven't had a real defense since 1995 either. That's an exaggeration. Okay, but, but calm I'm down. Our defense is like 15th in points allowed, and then uh, and then like 10th in in takeovers. It's it, it's it's an average defense, but. It is about not after this week though. No. We had three turnovers yesterday. Oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have well, the defensive player of the today, year, the defensive rookie player. Of I mean, the I was year. listening to the fan. That's the numbers they gave today. So, uh, turnovers may not have been the number, but it was something. NFL else. honors are gonna be really boring because most of the awards are gonna go to the Cowboys this year, and they're not gonna be there to accept them because they're gonna be get ready for the Super Bowl. Okay, calm down. So I think that uh, my I think my problem is is that the Cowboys. I don't know if they are team ready. Their defense is 200% better than they were last year. There's no question about our that. Our special teams. I know, but special teams defense is all, all kind of lumped together. Who doesn't together. love our special teams coach? Well, listen, I, you, you don't, don't, like you don't love him? He's doing a heck of a job, but he's annoying as crap. <laughs> I just don't know if the job. Cowboys have what it takes to maintain consecutive playoff wins under fire, potentially on the road. Let's play a what if game though for a second. Okay, let's let's do it. I want you to imagine what it's going to be like to be in Dallas Fort Worth as a Dallas Cowboy fan, uh -huh. and we play the Packers at NFC Championship, 
it's going to be. And if we win, well, if we play them in the division be, or people, then people are any gonna, game we play, them people in are going to be like it's going to be insane. And then if we go to the Super Bowl, it's going to be insane. If we play the Bills again in the Super Bowl, we're talking nineties nostalgia out the wazoo. It's going to be great. Yeah, but if the Bills win, because the Bills are a better defensive team, don't you want to see the brothers battle it out though? The Diggs brother? brothers. Oh, Diggs oh. theoretically are going to line up against each other. That's a fair point. And then we'll be going against Old Beasley. Well, and that's what they were doing. That's what they were doing. That's why they're in the in the NFL together right now is because they were yeah. going against each other think all about the time. It. I mean, it's, arguably, I just think it could be fun. That's true. Um, the fandom. You know wants what? To see okay, so the uh, the the reluctancy of I think Dak can get us there. Uh, I'm going to go against. So I'm going to say the Cowboys make the NFC what? championship game against the Rams. The problem here now is can the Cowboys beat the Rams or the Cardinals oh, on the road? Can they do it? My thing with the Rams is is like we were just talking earlier about the offensive line. Uh, what are we going to – I mean – How the, are we going <laughs> to block uh, Vaughn Miller, uh, what's his name, Donald? Uh, Aaron Donald is a bad yeah, man. Yeah. He's a bad, bad how man. Are we going to, how are we going to play against a – prolific defense like how are we going to do that i'm not uh, i'm not worried about ramsey in the secondary as much i'm really focused on that defensive but line. see that's the thing is i think that's the commonality here between most of the teams in the nfc is that they have the best defenses football wide i think though with the cowboys the bills this, are the best this right is homerish their yeah. offense is way more explosive than any of the other offense in my opinion because you got three guys. Mm-hmm. If you go man cover, you load the box, you're giving three guys that can all win one-on-ones. You're giving yep. them all one-on-ones. I think you got that with the Rams right now, though, too. Amari I'm Cooper, not OBJ. Amari Cooper I'm, is one of the best OBJ route runners. OBJ is, is uh, statistically and is uh, – Trash? Per, no, stop yeah. it. Stop it. He's perennially a, a, the ability to go deep and, and, and play one-on-one and be I successful. He hasn't been good since he was like two I, years before I feel like after I feel like after that, the one-headed catch, it was over. Okay. I feel like he's been maybe, efficient, maybe. but he hasn't been dangerous. Like, oh man, we got to watch out for him. But Amari, I think Amari, Amar, like Amari Cooper's underrated, right? Like, I, I think yes, he is one of the Even best. Route, Cowboy fans, he is. He, he yeah. is one of the best route runners in the NFL. Hundred percent. Well, and he's one of the. I think he has like, since he's been with the Cowboys the fewest percentage drops. Um, yeah. He, he's yeah. a catch. He's a catch the ball possession receiver who runs great routes, and he has the capability he of exploding. People. After the so, catch. So to answer your question, I think if you that's true. I mean, I I can't disagree with that lot with the logic of the explosive offense. And then because that. of that, the Cowboys they're not great in run defense. But if you say, hey, we're down, we're behind by 14, 17 points in the fourth quarter, and they pin their ears back, they are going to get to the quarterback. Trust and believe that. Whether it be Parson with the fifth rusher, yep. You saw Dorrance Armstrong come yeah. come on strong. Yep. By then we'll that's have true. Demarcus Lawrence back. Yep. You still got Randy Gregory, a Diggy Zua. I mean, that dude is playing. I right love him. So if you can get to the point where okay now you're chasing the eight ball, yep. you're in trouble because those guys. Are, Jordan Lewis is starting to come on. We I have more depth in them, and our depth is getting more. I love the way we're, y'all we're, are trying to convince me to pick the Cowboys. Saying, we're next man up it. football if right now. If you get though. ahead and get on the lead, there's gonna be tr- it's gonna be tough to come back. Okay, so I'm gonna. Okay, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking. About I'm it, guys. going it's against. Be epic. I'm going against my my Cowboys can't win two consecutive playoff games because they haven't done it in in thirty years uh, or twenty five, however many mm-hmm. years it is. Uh, I'm gonna, but I, I am gonna stop it at the NFC Championship games. I think I'm gonna see Rams play the Bills, and I, I mean I, I don't think 
And that Rams, I mean, they could be number one seed making it all the way. I chose them five because I think the Cardinals will outlast them in the regular season. But I don't know if the Cardinals have what it takes to beat them in a high-pressure win-or-go, lose-or-go-home you know, type of game. I, I think as the season goes on, I think the one I, I'm the more I think about it, I think the Cowboys strengthen their depth. We have really multiple good receivers. We probably have the best receiving core in the NFL. We have really good running backs, efficient tight ends. Yes, that can actually get the job. The Schultz coverage. can get the job done. I mean, he. I love Witten, but Witten got caught the ball and was a sack of potatoes. Why option? Well, not so, at the, not at first. He no. wasn't a sack of potatoes year one or two like Schultz is right now, year one or two. Uh, I mean, calm down. I, well, I mean, I think Witten was incredible, but, Witten, but he wasn't. Witten became a sack of potatoes, but he became a sack of potatoes that secured the football any time it was thrown Do you think it. Schultz is more dynamic than Witten was after the catch is my question. Now? Yes. Now, yes, that, than Witten was at, at the beginning. Yes, but think, he just wasn't a sack of potatoes at the beginning. He was a sack of potatoes the last five or six years. Of Absolutely. Yeah. Before that, no. Really Before that, he could, get, he could get five to ten yards after the catch every time he was able to catch and turn. Uh, if, if, if he had to wait on the ball in any way, which he did because it was Romo, and Romo mm-hmm. was a completion fantasy machine but not a, not a game-on-the-line machine. Well, I'm not saying that, that Schultz is a Gronk or a Kelsey or even a Kittle, but I think he's – I think he's a Kittle. I think he's a kiddo, and I think he will be a kiddo. I don't think he is yet because they're they're throwing in 17 different tight ends in every one game. I can see maybe a kiddo. I don't know if he's ever going to be like a Kelsey or a Gronk, though. Well, that's what you have with Kelsey and Gronk. Kelsey is a receiver with a tight end's body, I think, and Gronk is just a freak of nature. I mean, Gronk is, you throw it up, Gronk is what Jimmy Graham should have been wherever Jimmy Graham went. Jimmy Graham was a basketball player in a football uniform, and you throw it up anywhere in the red zone, he's probably going to come but down see, and catch Schultz, it. I, and I don't think Schultz has their size either. I don't think he does either, but I think he has the capabilities of being a every-down, third-option or better receiver, um, whether he's on the line, on hand this down, football team, on our football team. You put him in another team with one good receiver, maybe two, he does not get the same coverages, he doesn't get the same touches. Well, it's the same with what was the guy we let go that went on and he didn't do that good. The receiver? No, who was the who was the Schultz before the Schultz? Uh, well, we had Blake Jarwin. No, Jarwin, he's, Jarwin. he's still with the court. He's, he's still with the, the Cowboys. I thought Jarwin left. No, no, he's been playing. He's on his way up. Yeah, I think he is. I think because of Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they, but they, they blew his knee out last year. That's when Schultz. That's probably what I'm thinking about. They played that 66 at tight end. He just hasn't got caught in a pass yet. Not yet. Um, not yet. Uh, they played that other guy who got the touchdown. The other lineman who got that touchdown uh, early on in the season. He just kind of squirted out. I think that was the Cowboys. I don't watch the, the entirety of anybody else's games, um, but it was a it was a lineman who lined up as a eligible receiver, hmm. and he just squirted out to the left, and he's just wide open, waving at Dak, and he catches the ball on his knees. I think that's the Cowboys, but I could be wrong. I may have been watching a, a Monday night game, and it was somebody else. But uh, but anyways, they've been lining up that six, that sixty six is tight end. They've been lining up Schultz. They've been lining up Jarwin. I think there's one other that they're lining up at tight end as well. Mm-hmm. Some third string guy that had a, right. like four or five catches last game. Right. Yesterday, like, who was right. this dude? Exactly. But I think if they, I think if they go to Schultz in passing in, in all passing plays as the guy to come off the line or, or maybe in the slot, but as a tight end, you know, uh, I think he can be easily Kittle. Uh, 
Well, I think it's just like Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews yeah. in Baltimore. Solid uh, receiver well, you know, play. Jack's been trying to – Jack wanted me to trade, uh, and I think, Andrews for Jarwin or something in yeah. one of the fantasy leagues. I'm trying to – that same argument with those same production numbers. But I think he's the guy that you want on there. If we have all their other assets covering, all like Amari and CeeDee Lamb and, uh, you know, any of these other guys. Yep. If he's the, the last man open, he's a good man to have open. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking is that um, he's not getting the touches because we have four receivers capable of receiving the ball, and so why are we going to dump down to the tight end? So we're either going to throw to the receivers or we're going to throw to the running backs that scored out, and the tight end's only getting two or three touches max unless he's just having the game of his life. Um, but you take one of those receivers off – they get rid of Gallup, right? They they just kind of say, you know, we don't really need you right now because Wilson's come in, played a phenomenal job. You get rid so, of one of them, Schultz. Go, so Schultz who do you, Cedric who do you, Wilson? Cedric Wilson that's still. Who do you see as our Cedric slot Wilson guy? Wilson number one. The other receiver, C.D. Lamb's a slot. Am I thinking the right terminology? Like, uh, um, but you know what I'm saying. Like, if if they just say sure. Dak, uh, Gallup, we're not. You know, we don't really we don't really going to throw you into the mix that much. Then then Schultz starts to get more touches, mm-hmm. significantly more touches. And he's an athlete and he can, can turn up the field a little bit and get more yards after the catch. Is Beasley a slot? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Most short white receivers are slot receivers. I mean, there's uh, – I think uh, uh, Cooper Cup might be the exception to the rule there. And even still, he may be a slot receiver yeah, and he's amazing. Well, I guess that's why I was thinking like CeeDee Lamb wasn't our slot. But he played more when Gallup was out. But you know, like if you put CD Lamb and Coop on the same side, who are you going to bracket? You can't bracket both of them, right? If you do, you're rolling the coverage away, you know, to your right. two to the other side, right? So. And then you got you got one on one with right. Wilson or, or Gallup or whatever, right. and, and that's what they tried to do. Falcons did, yep. and Gallup was eating them alive with yep. the comeback. Like, yep. And I tough. think that's Wilson was of... doing that before Gallup yes. got back. And yes. I think that Malik Turner is is doing something where he is going to start making a name for himself as well. And he might be enough of a name to be uh, to be traded for something. Collateral value. But, uh, but maybe when Cooper is done, because Cooper is getting older. Uh, I think he's quite well, at least like, five more years. At least. Okay, at least. But, but that's my point. Like, if, if Turner hangs he, on, then he Turner is the, can be the new Coop, well, uh, I think Cooper. From an age perspective, is it Amari starting to hit the prime? Yeah, because he, he came in the league very super possibly. young. I think he might. I mean, yeah. he was like barely yeah. in, barely twenty when he came in, if then. So was he? Yeah. Okay. And this is what five or six for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's such a technician. He's been with us four years. Yeah, about year six. Was, but six how many was he with? Uh, two or three with Raiders. They gave up on him so early. It was, it was only two yeah. years. Yeah, they just like hey. Uh, yeah, see, take I thought him. it was three or four with them as mm-hmm. well. Okay. So mm-hmm. the, my, well, they went through my, that rebuilding thing too, and I thought we got him for a steal. But yeah. like before, Carr broke his leg. I couldn't believe we got him. Watching. Before Carr broke his leg that year, I think the Raiders would have gone to the Super Bowl. Well, they, they were so much fun to watch. They yep. made the, the they said, does he really love the game? Like they didn't know it was a dysfunctional organization. He wasn't yeah. all in, so like, does he even want to be here? So and he's kind of a easy. quiet, humble guy. Yeah. He, he's hey, a, a prolific receiver who doesn't have that personality that we often see with him. Uh, thank the Lord, I, I get tired of that in football, in sports. I get tired of the guy who is simply doing something because look at me, look at me, look at me. Throw me the ball, throw me the ball. I'm more Sometimes important than everybody it's else. fun, though. I'm an O-line coach, so I absolutely hate that nonsense. We're like mushrooms. We right. Just, I mean, O-line is like – O-line gets no out. credit 
unless somebody is only watching how they play and not watching anything else. I'm just impressed that O-line's getting paid now. Well, tackles. I I like I think I've I've had this argument for uh a little bit. Last week the O-line was apparently garbage. But this week it was the same O-line and now they're magically better. Well, they helped steal on the left side. Well, I, sure. Absolutely, but shouldn't they have seen that he probably he may have needed help in practice? You would think, but they didn't. Right, they didn't do that, that at all. Killed and me. so, it's, from, from a coaching perspective, though, how how at this level, how impactful is like scheme? Like, are you rewriting some of your blocking schemes depending upon your opponent? So you got the, you're running the same plays, but are you with different personnel packages? Are you blocking it differently? You should be, especially when you got a guy moving from right to left and a second year player. I don't think they gave him near enough help, and it showed in the, in the final stat line. But, yes, when they do do that, because when he first started right tackle, Doo-doo. they were chipping. Yeah. <laughs> they were chipping a lot. They were keeping guys in, and I think they were giving him a lot more help this past mm-hmm. week and got him settled out. And then, too, you know, I mean, repetitions. Repetition key. has – I mean, the, Trump, the only experience he had at left tackle in the NFL was last week, was, was against the Broncos, and it was garbage. So, he was able to look at the – and I, I told Joey, I said, maybe – Maybe one week of seeing bad film, what I did wrong. Maybe for an NFL pr- player, a professional football player, maybe that's all they need to make the adjustments they need to make uh, in skill in order to mitigate those the next game and and, and moving forward. Uh, but it's definitely what the coaches needed to see in order to see uh, what do we need to do, well, where I'm, do we need to put our tight end who's not gonna who's gonna be blocking and staying down. And I'm everything. hoping the guy on Hard Knocks that was part of the exchange program. I think he's on practice squad. Alcaron or Alcaron. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping he does something. He was on the sideline yesterday. Yeah. I kind of saw him. Okay, so I'm gonna go through. Uh, I'm gonna go through Adam. Oh, highly unapologetic's bracket, real quick. Uh, I did not remember he picked the Rams to win the championship. Uh, as he was telling me this, I was writing it down, and I don't know if it was subconscious or what. Is he going with his Eagles to win the division? No, 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 no. But he is. Go- he is going with the Eagles uh, to hit that seventh seed. All right, Bills. Uh, Bills, number one, Titans, Chiefs, Ravens, fourth, Patriots, fifth, Bengals, and Colts. He thinks the Colts are going to make the splash into the seventh seed. Uh, Patriots beating the Ravens, playing the Bills. Chiefs and Titans playing each other. Titans overtaking the Chiefs, Bills, Titans in the championship game. Bills coming out ahead. I think that's, I think that's a pretty solid look at what the AFC might end up being. Uh, Number one, the Rams in the AFC or in the NFC, excuse me. Rams, number two, Packers, number three, Bucks, number four, Cowboys. He's an Eagles fan, so he's not going to give the Cowboys higher than fourth seed. Uh, and he hates Dak as well. And he hates Dak as well, as the, he should. Yeah, the Cardinals, uh, fifth. Uh, I think a lot of us were one and five Rams Cardinals, right. just depending on the one. Uh, Buccaneers. Oh, I'm sorry, I said Buccaneers already. Saints six, and then Eagles seven. Eagles playing the Packers, Packers winning. Saints playing the Bucks, Bucks moving on. Cowboys playing the Cardinals. Guess what? Don't say. Cardinals moving on. Uh, Cardinals, Rams. I think that is a common, potentially common uh, matchup with some of us. Um, he's got the Rams all the way to the Super Bowl. Rams winning. Rams playing the Packers, um, and Rams. then. Oh, Rams over the Bills, and okay. he put a total score of sixty-nine. Rams Bills. Uh, my total score was fifty-six. Rams over the Bills. 
I think my score might be a little low if the Rams play the Bills, but the Bills have a phenomenal defense. And the Rams have a pretty solid defense as well. And it just got better, so it may be a lower, significantly lower scoring game if I, that's the matchup. I went with 63 going off of the Cowboys-Tampa Bay game and just going like a field goal higher. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you think that the Bills and the Cowboys' defense isn't going to play much of a role in uh, in the game uh, offensively like that Tampa Bay game? Like they each had two or three turnovers. Uh, three or four turnovers each team, but they still end up scoring 60 points. So defense really didn't play much of a role in the Cowboys-Bucks season opener. I think it might be a little bit more lopsided. And it did, but it didn't. Yeah. So because they each had the same amount of turnovers, the offense got the same amount of possessions they would have regardless. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so I, I think I do think that the Bills-Rams, if that is what's happening, I think that it's going to be more of a defensive game, scores in the 20s. Both teams. Uh, which well, my problem I is, is every I think time a we think twenty-point game is a is a, def- a well defensive control game. Well, my problem is every time we think a Super Bowl is going to be a blowout, it's not. So I try to go like middle of the road. Well, yeah, I mean, who was expecting a blowout last year with against the Chiefs? Well, the I expected Chiefs. it to be more of it, like like a like an. Air, I, th- I thought it would be a more high scoring game, similar yeah. to. Uh, yeah, your score the, uh, uh, indicated that. Was it the Was it the Rams and the. The Rams Chiefs, Chiefs, that one game we were at Applebee's watching. That Monday was Night Football or Sunday Night insane. Football game it was ridiculous. It was like 118 points yeah, combined. It, it was the best. It was, I mean, awesome to watch. Right. Just one, It looked like a college football game, and you never see that in the NFL. Uh, Jay Bird, who did you pick for the Super Bowl to see in the Super Bowl? Titans, Cardinals. Titans, Cardinals. I like that. I like that. And it's you know what? That's just that's more of a chalk thing, a gut mm-hmm. feeling, because – Jay Bird, if you were talking about how much football you've watched this season in terms of minutes, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of total minutes, how many total minutes have you watched football this Maybe year? Like five. Okay. Yeah. So he's looking at pure numbers and then complete gut feeling. Yeah. And and you, I mean. That's that's the mark of somebody who just wants to maybe gamble a couple dollars because they have a feeling. Why not? Absolutely. Uh, you have Cowboys Bills. Mm-hmm. You have seventy three. Yep. Offense explosion. Offense explosion between the Bills and the Cowboys. And the Cowboys winning. Yes, sir. Okay, Homer. Uh, True. That's fair. You have Cowboys winning at 63. Slightly Total. less of a uh, of an offensive explosion, but still a fairly high score. I'll tell you what, I hope you win. A 73-point game would be a lot better. That would be pretty I'm awesome. I'm trying to go conservative just – so okay, so we got uh, we got these. We're gonna put them up on the uh, on the locker there. We're gonna leave them up, and then at the end of the season, after the Super Bowl, we're gonna make good on the Fogo. Yeah, okay. It's been and a while. so we all go, and you know we can all split the bill for the one person mm-hmm. that, that yep. gets it for free. That's mm-hmm. that fair. Uh, and we'll we'll try to make sure. So that's gonna be sometime in March. So you shouldn't be in uh, spring football quite yet. No, should you? And then uh, you're good to go whenever we as long. I mean, you bring Carter, I yeah. guess, but I don't know if you would want to bring Carter to a, a big yeah, steak right. meal like that. Right. Right. Uh, but then, I mean, of course, if you want to bring the boys, I'm sure they would enjoy it. And then Adam, if he's here, which I think he's going to be down here in uh, in the March, April time. Okay. Uh, so maybe we just, you know, plan it for whenever he if can. If we all around. come and the boys come too, I mean, I don't know if they're ready. Yeah. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they can hang. I don't I'm know. not going to, I mean, Carter's not going to get meat drunk enough to for justify the, the, the price. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, so his, his son Carter's 
Ten. Ten years old. When does he turn eleven? February. Okay, about to be eleven. Uh, yeah, he's not eating. Mm-mm. He's not eating what he needs to be eating to Mm-mm. eat at Fogo de Chao. He's eating what he needs to eat at uh, Steak and Shake. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyways, uh, listen, guys. Anytime we have, uh, I think, in my opinion, anytime we have a halftime show like this, because we have the statistics of what has currently happened in the NFL so far, anybody can participate. Anybody can have a good time. Anybody that knows what's going on in the league can definitely educate or give a perspective to somebody who maybe doesn't. And so, uh, Jay Bird, I know you're not a huge sports-going guy. Yeah. But uh, And I told you that this might come around, and mm-hmm. I appreciate you hanging on in there. Mm-hmm. It was good you stuff. Bet. You uh, bet. Whether you're right or wrong, who cares? It's all about, am I going to get me a free photo That's right. or dinner? Yeah. And so, uh, anyways... One last thought, one last thought, and I want both of you guys to, to, to answer this question. I want you to maybe think outside of the box a little bit, outside, because both of y'all picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Both of you picked the Cowboys to play the Bills, 1992, 95, I forget. What, I think it was 92 when they beat one fifty-two to 17 or whatever it was. What is it? What is it, one thing about the Cowboys, in your opinion, that makes them Super Bowl championship ready when they have not had a culture of winning in so long? What is the one thing that you think they have now? Dan Quinn. The defensive coordinator. Former Falcons coach who took them to the Super Bowl and then gave up a lead with his defense. They say he to the head spent, coach at Texas was offense coordinator, by the way. So yeah, that I'm sorry, say that again. The head coach at Texas was his OC. That was the offensive coordinator yeah. of that game. Correct. Okay. Well, but they were in the lead. I, I said the same. And then didn't run the ball. Kept doing stupid stuff. And oh, okay, okay. They didn't control the clock. Didn't I, I take, not complimentary football. Okay, I see what you're saying. I said the okay. same thing at first, but I I will agree there. They also, I've, I've heard, you know, commentaries and, and report or whatever they, you know, how they do things. They said he did put a lot of time in before he came back into coaching. Like, he really did a whole evaluation thing. And I think we've seen that with a lot of the former coordinators from our Super Bowl glory years. North Turner is a much better coordinator than head coach. Fair. Dave wants that same way. Okay. And so it might just be that he's a better coordinator. I will say. Like he me- can focus on the thing he is good at. Rather than trying to figure out the whole organization. But you have, if you have a former head coach that's gone to a Super Bowl rebuilding that side of your game, Fair. that's pretty incredible, too. Okay. Um, my thing is similar to yours. I think this is the most complete team we've had or the most competitive team we've had 360 degrees uh-huh. since our glory years. Okay, so that would be the thing that because I allowed the Cowboys on my bracket to get to the NFC Championship game, that would have been the thing that I would have said. From start to finish, worst to best, they are the most complete team that we've had since 1995. I mean, I don't want to jinx anything. And I like, think 96 was a decent team, but injury-ridden. On paper, with talent, if we're able to continue to keep this group together, if we continue to add people like we have been for the past couple of years, we don't get plagued with energy, with injuries too much, and Jerry doesn't. We definitely need to get plagued with energy. Yeah, that's fair. We definitely do. We, I think this is the combination, though, of of, of us reliving the 90s. I think I, that's I, true. Um, more so problem, than even with, with some of the Romo years when we had a lot of offensive talent. Yeah. We didn't really have the defense and I think the special teams to back it up. Fair. And we had a we had a quarterback who uh, 
choked during crunch time, I think, more I often than he yes. came through. Uh, I would say that from the coach's perspective, nowadays the type of person that's playing sports, regardless of their whether they're professional or amateur, I would say that if the Cowboys don't have the success that they that they hope for and that we all hope for, then the sustainability factor is 100% dependent upon whether they keep people or not. And it also is going to show who decides to leave or who asks for those trades because of the disappointment. And people these days cannot deal with disappointment the way it needs to be dealt with. In, in sports, I mean, look at the OBJ people. Look at the uh, Cam Newtons, uh, the, the experience that he had with disappointment. Um, I mean, now he's, he's made his way back, so he has an opportunity to redeem himself, I think, or redeem the situation. Uh, but we have too many people nowadays and too many attitudes that do not allow disappointment to be overcome. And I think that that's going to be the thing. But I think – what we've done a good job of picking low, like developing people mm-hmm. is that we have like CD lamb uh-huh. is one of your upper echelon draft picks. And then you have uh, Zeke. the upper echelon. What are you talking about? Him and no. Zeke are the upper. Yeah, echelon. Yeah. But that's picks. who else do we have? Micah Parsons might be the most upper. If that's a word. Yeah. You think? But I think Parsons, at least right now, seems well, like he has a humble work ethic. Well, um, and this was the first year we've we've went gone defense, yeah. defense, defense, defense. But we don't have we don't have a lot of people that came into the league 80s. as high profile prima donnas. You know what I mean? I yeah. think we have really good attitudes. Okay, so prima donnas aren't necessarily what comes into it. Prima donnas a lot of time are developed, and I think that's the problem. Like if they start getting all this high profile attention, then th- and then once that goes away because of the disappointment, how do they deal with it? And that's. That's where we have a conversation with these young kids a lot. Your character is shown through a loss, through failure, through yeah. how do you overcome, how do you come back, bounce back? Do you put your head in the sand and just sulk, or do you get back to the grind and you start working and doing your thing? And then whenever, if, if the Cowboys are, are, are upset in round one, because let's say they don't get the number one seed, because they have a shot for the number one seed. Let's... They're seven and two. They're right in line with the Rams and the and the Cardinals or the Packers for that number one seed if they just keep doing what they have been doing. But let's just say they have to play round one, that uh, wild card round, and then they lose. What a disappointment that's going to be to all those players who have been in the spotlight. Nobody can beat us. Blah blah blah. We're the we're the. I mean, that's not what they're going to say because obviously Denver took care of some business and they are beatable. But um, as soon as that spotlight gets brighter and brighter and brighter, you're going to start to see some character that you don't think you have right now because we have humble appearance. But once it starts to shine, you're going to start to see some guys that have some bigger egos than what we are accustomed to over the past however many weeks. And I think that that's just the the nature of the spotlight, especially with, with today's person with today's attitude and it's it's a hard thing to overcome if the cowboys can overcome that if there's disappointment we'll have about five years of sustainable success at least five i think the other thing though is like the one good thing for us now especially i think with the star and everything that's happening for the cowboys right now mm-hmm. there's what, what what would you guys say maybe five if that other teams that probably have like our facilities 
our market, all the the extra things. Uh, well, Jerry Jones has done at, a good at job the, at the of, same of, level of, that we have of building the program behind the scenes. I think better than a, than a bunch. Because again, think, we think, don't we don't know what they do in in Tampa Bay. We don't know what they do in L.A. We don't know what they do in Arizona in terms of the facilities that they have. We just know what they have here in Dallas because we drive past it on a regular basis, or we hear about it on. Right, a regular but I'm basis. saying, but as a, but as far as like a pl- like a home, like your your market and what else you're able to do to earn money, like your sponsorship, you know what I mean, and the different things happening. Shoot, I, Cowboys I still, are top tier in that regard as well. Yeah. I mean, they're they're called America's team because everybody, you know, knows who they are. It's probably the most recognizable brand of of all sports franchises. Uh, nationwide maybe worldwide i mean and and kudos to jerry jones for doing that yep right anyways uh jay bird yep jay bird i want you to think about i want you to think about some conspiracy theories for next week okay okay i want you to think about maybe pros and cons of if this conspiracy theory were to come true okay think about what would that be a good thing a bad thing like what's you know what's the negative here if this right. were to be a thing right right what's okay. the positive what's the negative is there a positive okay right uh joe i want you to think about the same thing and if you're into conspiracy theories i want you to i want you to come on two weeks from today it'll be the monday of thanksgiving break no 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 excuse me that's next monday it'll be the monday following thanksgiving break and we have uh we have some alerts here on the computer that Apparently didn't uh, didn't silence themselves. Anyways, but that's kind of that's potentially going to be the idea for next next episode in two weeks. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm looking forward to the Fogo to chat that you guys are going to be paying. Mm-hmm. Me. I appreciate mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all agreeing to that, and I appreciate y'all paying whenever it inevitably mm-hmm. happens that the Rams take the Bills with a score of 56 or less, because all they need to do is be a little bit less than Adams here. Uh, Jay Bird, you got mm. anything to sign off? No, man. No, you're good. Kakaw. Kakaw. Joe? Uh, keep living the dream, y'all. Keep living the dream. Dak for president. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm the average Joe Boo. I'm old Jay Bird. Average Joe. I'm Courtney. Make sure you keep it clean. Let's go. T-Y-T-Y-D-Z-A. Don't care if you care what I'm gonna say. Joe Boo likes to say that's fair. Bet you probably thought that you just wouldn't care. Don't stop listening to the podcast. Jay Bird joined cause he has a blast. Going viral is in plain sight. Jay Bird guaranteed to say right, right. Make sure that you know we keep it clean. We've heard it both ways. What's that mean? Let's make sure you have your headset. We put our message on the internet. White heat is screaming in the studio. Slop, slop, and slop, slop, and slop, and go. Go ask your friends to come join you. Go all in until you have a break through the show. I love the mics. I drop the beat. Part of the show that can't stop. You gotta know we do it all for you. The show I love. The friends I bring to be part of the show that is king. Alfred's record when it's time to.